93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, February 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman on Wednesday checked himself into a Washington hospital to receive treatment for clinical depression, his chief of staff said on Thursday. While John has experienced depression on and off throughout his life, it only became severe in recent weeks, uh, the statement said. Fetterman was evaluated on Monday by Congress, uh, Congress's attending physician, Dr. Brian Monahan, who recommended inpatient care at Walter Reed Hospital. John agreed, and he is receiving treatment on a voluntary basis. Fetterman, a Democrat, won his seat in the November midterms. He suffered a stroke during the campaign, which his doctors said was the result of an irregular heart rhythm that led to a clot. He recovered before the election and returned to the trail with limited appearances. After the stroke, he worked with a speech therapist and also has had auditory processing issues that requires the use of closed captioning devices. Uh, He has no work restrictions and can work full duty in public office, his doctor said via his campaign in October. Last week, Fetterman was hospitalized for several days for uh, observation after feeling lightheaded, though his aides said testing ruled out seizures or another stroke. Experts say clinical depression isn't necessarily just feeling down and not being happy. It's more than that. Clinical con- depression is a brain illness that impacts just about every aspect of a person's functioning, said uh, Mark Friedlander, the chief medical officer of the Behavioral Health Division of Universal Health Services. Friedlander says a stressful job can impact any illness, whether it's medical or mental. Fetterman's family has no timeline for inpatient or outpatient patient care but believes it's weeks not months uh, and not days that he will likely be away from senate you go into the dc world or whatever these senators are you know when they're working their stuff and you can see them age in front of your eyes oh, it's a, yeah. like you know it's yeah. it's exhausting yep. Beyond so I, I you know i i'm you know this, this is a tough situation for him to be in so sure, yeah sure. Yeah, and whatever your uh, political views are, I mean, I just feel bad for the guy. I mean, this is terrible. He's going to be, you know, go through this. I can only imagine how frustrating it is. One person is dead after a stabbing at a basketball game in Trenton, New Jersey. It happened at 8.30 in the evening Thursday at the Cure Insurance Arena located on Hamilton Avenue. The stabbing happened during the Mercer County final game between Trenton and Notre Dame High Schools. According to the Mercer County Prosecutor's Office, 22-year-old Khalil Glanton of Trenton was stabbed multiple times inside the arena. He was taken to Capitol Health Regional Medical Center where he was pronounced dead. No further information was available on what sparked the stabbing and no arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Mercer County Homicide Task Force. Criminal charges have been filed against the owner of an interior design and furniture company on the main line. This comes after multiple consumers reached out to 6ABC about M. Kaplan Interiors, a husband and wife team with a storefront on Lancaster Avenue in Malvern. On Thursday, Matt Kaplan was charged with crimes that include theft by deception as well as fraudulent business practices and a warrant uh, was issued for his arrest. In 2021, Kristen Kerr of Westchester paid Matt and Margaret Kaplan of M. Kaplan Kaplan Interiors more than $70,000 in checks saying that the Kaplans would not accept credit card payments. That probably should have been my first red flag, Kerr said. Joan Johnson of Philadelphia Overbook Farm Section ordered a bathroom vanity from M. Kaplan for $6,000 and said Kaplan wouldn't accept her credit card either. Brenda Stank of uh, Center City Philadelphia wrote that the Kaplans uh, wrote the Kaplans more than $81,000 in checks to redo her whole condominium. In some cases, they did actually do work, but not all of it. Matt Kaplan says he has done nothing wrong and has a good track record of 14 years in business with mostly repeat customers. A lot of times when you see stories about this, contractors or people who come, they'll start the job 
or yep. they'll get a little bit of work done yep. so that yep. they have something to fall back on and say, well, it's in progress. Right. And so that's kind of the modus operandi in a lot of these things. How do you not finish a job? I, I don't know. Well, I, so he you know. so he's There's a lot of stuff on TV. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it can get very distracting. It, it can't yeah. be. I, I got to keep up with my stories. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bold and the beautiful kind of person. Yeah. Uh, so Matt Kaplan blames the problems on strictly a supply chain issue, saying he ordered items in a timely fashion but can't control what or when items are delivered by manufacturers. He also says that with special orders, you can't cancel them. But these consumers uh, claim his shifting stories and lack of timely response and transparency are concerning. Now, after 6ABC got involved and months after they had a, uh, signed a settlement agreement, Matt Kaplan finally hand-delivered uh, Brenda Stang a partial refund of 12 $12,000. The criminal complaint filed Thursday is on behalf of Kerr and three other customers who whose allegations are very similar. The East Whiteland Township police detective wrote in the arrest warrant, Matthew Kaplan knew he was unable to honor the sales agreement he entered into with the above four victims, yet he took their money. On the other side, so my brothers-in-law are, are contractors, a number of them, and uh, dealing, it, uh, dealing with it on the other side where you have a, a customer who's changing their minds or, you know, or, yeah. uh, that happens as well. So it's it's sort of a uh, two-way street. You know, I thought like yesterday, um, you know, I had some issues in my house and I have to get some stuff redone and uh, I had a contractor over and I was like, look, you know, like we can't live like this. Is there, can you do this as soon as possible? And he was like, no. Yeah, he goes, yeah. I, I have all these houses. He goes, those people get mad if I then put you first. Right. They've been waiting. And he so he was like, I can't Oh, I, I get do it. it. You're on the radio, so you think you better than I was like, don't you know who I am? I yeah. do my house first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do the activities thing. I don't care. Are you already committed to this company? <laughs> well, no, they can't do the they job. Can't do yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you, you, there was, you, you had damage situations. Yeah, you damage, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Can you help out, Case? I think I might be able to help yeah. out. You remember you installed a ceiling fan on your porch? Yeah, twice. Yeah. <laughs> <In one day. laughs> That's right. Because yeah. then you couldn't open your front the door. The door couldn't open. <laughs> no. Your slogan should be, <laughs> I could open it. I just couldn't open it and have the fan on at the same time. But accuracy is an issue, but not the main issue. Wasn't your old man a TV repairman, Case? Didn't he have, like, this wicked set of tools that you had access to? I don't know what you're referencing. Okay. So, remember, it's best to pay for big purchases with a credit card and not to pay in full up front. But they were not accepting credit cards. They were asking for a check. So, some of these people out of money. All right, in sports this morning. The Flyers lost to the Kraken 6-2 last night yeah. in Seattle. Five Seattle players scored for the Kraken, uh, who outshot the Flyers 30-19 in the game and 12-1 in the first period. Travis Konechny scored twice, and Noah Cates had two assists for the Flyers, who have lost three straight games. The, f- is that? the road trip continues with three games in Western Canada, starting with a game in Vancouver against the Canucks tomorrow night. The puck will drop at 10 o'clock. The Phillies signed right-hander reliever Sir Anthony Dominguez to a two-year contract 
extension with a club option for 2025. The 28-year-old made a career-high 54 appearances in 2022, posting a 3.0 ERA with nine saves. In the postseason, Dominguez pitched in every round, compiling a 2-0 record with a save, 1.69 ERA, and 18 strikeouts in nine appearances. Over the course of his career, he is 11-10 with 25 saves, a 3.14 ERA, and 165 strikeouts over 135 appearances since he joined the Phils in 2018. And Tim McCarver, the all-star catcher and Hall of Fame broadcaster who won two World Series titles with the St. Louis Cardinals and had a long run as one of the most recognized television commentators in the country, died yesterday Mm. at the age of 81. His death was announced by the Baseball Hall of Fame, which said he died in Memphis, Tennessee, where he was with his family. McCarver is one of only a handful of players to appear in Major League games in four different decades and was a two-time All-Star with the Cardinals and Phillies. He switched to television after retiring in 1980 and called 24 World Series for ABC, CBS, and Fox, a record for a baseball analyst on television. He finished his broadcasting career with an 18-year partnership on Fox with play-by-play man Joe Buck. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. Uh, we welcome you to Friday morning. Order Wake Prize give that away. Dave Matthews Band, double shot pair tickets uh, for both nights uh, that he's in town, and that includes uh, reserve tickets one night, pit tickets the next night. By the way, those tickets go on sale today for those shows Saturday, uh, July 21st. and I'm sorry, Friday, July 21st, and Saturday, July 22nd. Uh, and they go on sale this morning at 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster. So we'll have your chance to win that. Later on in the program, uh, we also have uh, comedian Ben Bailey. You may remember from the show Cash Cab. You should love that show. Favorite of ours. Yeah. Uh, Ben's been here before, so he's stopping by. He's going to be performing at Soul Joel's uh, tonight. And then later on this morning, we're going to talk to Noel Gallagher and Shirley Manson because they have a co-headlining tour that's going to be at The Man this summer in July, actually. And tickets are on sale t- at 10 a.m. as well. That's a pretty good double yeah. bill. Yeah, I like yeah, that. yeah. So you have uh, Noel Gallagher's. Noel's, um, he's got a band called The High Flying Birds. And uh, Garbage will be playing along on that bill, too, which is really cool. So we'll talk to uh, both Shirley and uh, Noel at the same time later on this morning. Uh, outside of that, it's fun stuff. Yes. You know, it's yes. no sad, bro. Uh, we're moving forward uh, into the weekend, so we'll take a break, come back in a second. I have the entertainment report. We have some unfortunate news uh, concerning Bruce Willis that we'll get to, as well as a few other things. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Super question this morning. Going to give away a $50 Metro Diner dining card, by the way. And I have a... I'm going off the board. Uh, Craig Legon sent me these great questions for uh, Black History Month. But uh, he sent me one from Coming to America, but I'm I'm doing my own. All right. Uh, In Coming to America, we find out that Frank Sinatra actually knew how old Joe Lewis really was. (laughs) According to Frank, how old was Joe? All right. 215-263-WMMR. All right. And coming to America, we find out that Frank Sinatra knew how old Joe Lewis really was. So Joe lied about his age. How old was Joe? 215-263-WMMR. I'll go through some birthdays today. Friday, the 17th day of February. We will start with Paris Hilton celebrating a birthday today. By the way, there's a today is, is just Filled with uh, some pretty good-sized names in the world of entertainment. Well, yeah, Paris Hilton and sports Legend. and so on. Yeah, so she's uh, 42 today. 
Uh, Jim Brown, Hall of Fame NFL running back, star of The Running Man. I just yes. watched it over the weekend. Fireball. Yep. Uh, he is 87 years old today. He did a lot of acting, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that movie is due for a remake. Yes. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it I, was junk food when it came totally. out, and it was fun. But I like the concept, and it's it's way dated now. Uh, I would like to see that redone. And it still kind of holds up, though. I'm no, sure it fine. does. There's but, a video game. Do you remember but what it? they could do now yeah. with that, with, with effects and everything. Do you but, remember the, the, the video game Manhunt, I think it was? No. And, <clears throat> so they, they it was similar to The Running Man. Yeah. Uh, and it was on PlayStation. But, it, yeah, I, I agree. They could redo it and redo it right. Did By you way, read the source? A story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is nothing like nothing this. Nothing like this? Nothing yeah. like it at all. Literally, in The Running Man, which is a, a Stephen King, it might be a Richard Bachman book. It is, yeah. Uh, it's a fairly short story, but no, essentially they... Uh, uh, you have to you, you have to try to get to this destination, and actually you have to stop at the, in, uh, at the end of the day, and you have to tell them where you are. Right. Okay. Um, and it's not on these closed-off streets. It's like you're out in general population. Right, right. And they try to track you down. And it ends with um, a, a, a plane crashing into a building, which is kind of weird. But anyhow, um, it's a good book, but it is nothing like the movie that they made. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has his birthday today. Yeah, what is this from? Five this is, Days of Summer? Yeah. Okay. It's a great scene. The, the dancing sequence? Yeah. Yep. Where it's just like walk dancing. Yes. Uh-huh. It's good, though. Uh, so he turns... What I want. 42 years old today. And he had been poised to um, become Nightwing and or the new Batman at yeah. the end of the third Christopher Nolan movie. I thought he would have been a good choice. I agree. I remember that little foreshadowing yes. I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also celebrating a big, big birthday today, the GOAT, Michael Jordan, turns 60 years old today. So that Nike movie's coming out. Uh, that uh, Ben Affleck directed, uh, based on the true story, and um, Jordan figures prominently. In- yeah, it's about Air Jordans. Yes. It's about the uh, the shoe. So uh, he's sixty today. Uh, Jerry O'Connell has his birthday. We spoke to him a few uh-huh. months ago, uh, talking about uh, was it win, lose, or draw? Is uh, that what he's the host? I of think or? it's like Pictionary. Pictionary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pictionary. Which they've done a couple times. Yep. Uh, he turns forty nine today. Uh, Renee Russo, the very lovely Renee Russo. Very lovely. Oh, she's in the MCU. Uh, she is. She's oh, Thor's right. mommy. Thor's mother. That's correct. I was watching the the very first Thor movie day before yesterday. It just happened to be on. Still love it. That was Still great. great. Yeah. I had to leave the theater because I took Ben to see uh, Thor oh, yeah. World, and uh, and she <laughs> suffers a, a terrible fate in that movie. And he got so upset that Thor's mom died that we had to walk out of the theater. I felt so bad for the kid. Wow. Yeah, it was a really well, emotional moment for him. Uh, well, just let him know. Renee Russo is still alive. Yeah, will. Doing uh, well. She is 69 years old today. Uh, Jason Ritter, son of the late John Ritter, and an actor in his own right, is uh, 43 years old. Billy Joe Armstrong ah. of Green Day. Oh, of Three's Company. Of Three's Company. He played Larry upstairs. <laughs> Larry Dallas. Uh, no. <laughs> Dallas was his last yeah. name? Wow. Uh, no, Billy Joe Armstrong, uh, the great of uh, Green Day, is celebrating his 51st birthday today. Best known for his role in This is 40. Uh, that's right. I forgot about that. Well, yeah. you were expecting it to sell. Yeah, yeah. No, they never sell. They never sell. Uh, you got a song in Glee. Who was that, Graham... Parker. Parker, yeah. 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 And, he's great. And, and Billy Joe Armstrong <laughs> goes to his concert, yeah. 
Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, love Lou Diamond Phillips. He is uh, 61 years old today. Big uh, first movie was La Bamba? For the, we... uh, maybe Young Guns. Young Guns, yeah. perhaps. I don't yeah. know which came first. But I think as a uh, maybe as a uh, as a leading man, yeah. Mabamba was uh, was the one, and he's so great in Stand and Deliver. Love it. Um, happy sixty first to him. Uh, Denise Richards has her birthday today. Ex wife of Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Duh. That's my ex on duh. And <laughs> a freaking warlock. Urinate fire. <laughs> no, duh. I, think, Charlie I Sheen. think that's a social. No, disease. That, yeah, that's gonorrhea. <laughs> But it's Charlie Now, When you look back on people that you've dated, and you're like, oh, what was I thinking? Like, that's got to be one for her. Well, it's they share like, kids. Yeah. Right? I know. So they, they, you know, he told, she told the story about him coming to uh, Thanksgiving dinner with a hooker. Yeah. Oh wow. God. Yeah, yeah. Kath, I like, wonder who's looked back at me and go, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. everybody. Everyone, I think everyone, all right? of them Even my I current am. wife is like, oh, my God. <laughs> The hell am I thinking? Uh, and she's too deep into it <laughs> yeah. now. So, yeah. Up to her shoulders. Uh, Denise Richards is 52 today. Uh, it's Larry the Cable Guy's birthday. He is the exact same age as Michael Jordan. They oh, wow. They were born on the same day. And both known for basketball. Yes, Larry is uh, <laughs> celebrating his 60th birthday today. He, he actually became the character he created. Yeah, he now yeah. is never not the character he created. You can find old video footage of him on YouTube <laughs> yeah. of uh, when like he Bob was Newhart. not Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two of my favorite things about him, uh, his him voicing Mater in the Cars movies and the fact that he called us back uh, after an interview that we did because he didn't say get her done. Yep. And he's the call to call back and yeah. he's like, oh, I forgot to say something. Yeah. And, and the way he did it, too, yeah, yeah. was... He just didn't. He just didn't go. Listen, I forgot to say, get her done. He goes, yeah, I forgot one thing. He goes, get her done. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. very cool. Yeah. So happy 60th, Larry the Cable Guy, uh, Michael Bay, the uh, director known for explosions galore. He's he's a solid director. He is yeah. he, when he's in. He sometimes he gets carried away with his Michael Bay's yeah. Bayishness. But other times, he's done some good stuff. 58 today. Uh, actor Cord Overstreet. What a name. He's on Glee. I, I know. know. Yep. Cord Is Overstreet. Is that his real name? I don't know. Uh, Cord is... Myron Lipschitz. I mean, I wonder if it's his family were, you know, music fans, because you have right. like people that name like Melody yeah. or Cadence, you know, and things right. like was that. He, so, uh, he is 34 years old, so... And he lived over a street. Yeah, it is his real name. How about that? Cord wow. Paul Overstreet. All right. Uh, so he's 34. And then the last birthday I saw, uh, actor Jeremy Allen White. We had um, uh, Robert Irvine in here yesterday, and I asked him a question about uh, the television show The Bear. Right. Uh, which is a great program. It's about a uh, a family cooking, essentially, a restaurant. And uh, Jeremy Allen White plays the main character in that. Uh, really great show. Really, really well done. A lot of women take him. Uh, he is celebrating his 32nd birthday today. All right, we will see if we can get an answer to the super question. In Coming to America, we found out that Frank Sinatra knew how old Joe Lewis really was. And how old was Joe? That's <laughs> the question. that was a great boxer. All right, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> I'm going to go to Ed. Hey, Ed, good morning. Morning. All right, Ed, how old did Frank Sinatra think that Joe Lewis really was? Joe Lewis, 137 years old. 137 years old. That's right. Hang on a second. Well done. All right, Ed. We got a $50 Metro Dining Card. Metro Diner Dining Card. You can kick mealtime traditions to the curb this year and enjoy new hearty dishes like the Carnitas Scramble Bowl. And the Metro Cristo, which is a sandwich stacked between two 
jelly-filled donuts <laughs> topped with powdered sugar. Uh, visit Metro, jelly donuts. Metro Diner dot com. If you're lo- losing a little, <laughs> looking to lose a little bit of weight, there you go. That's Here's where you want to get, get the yep. Metro Cristo. That's what you want to live off. All right, so uh, Willie's into this because I got some pretty heavy stories this morning. But uh, Ryan Seacrest announced he's leaving live with Kelly and Ryan. I was uh, shocked when I heard that. Yep, after hosting the show with Kelly Ripa since 2017. <laughs> Uh, Ripa's husband, Mark Consuelos, will replace him on the show. I like Mark Consuelos. But permanently, right? Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, so they're not going to do another search for a co-host from what I understand. Because, Consuelos is it. Because Mark has been, uh, like, over the years, he has sort of been the go-to fill-in. They've had other people, but, like, he's there a lot. And so uh, yesterday I was talking to a friend, and she was like, oh, God, I hope here we go again. I hope we don't go back to Mark. And I said, no, I think they announced that he's the permanent replacement. And that's he is, it. and Ryan Seacrest will be the fill-in. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he wrote on Instagram, uh, I'm going to miss my work wife and all the laughter that we share when I signed on to host live in 2017. It was meant to be for three years, but I love the job and working with Kelly so much that I extended my time and last year I made the decision to stay on for one more final season. Um, so we can probably talk about this, um, you know, later or next week or whatever, but um, working with your husband or wife. And yes. like, yeah. So yep. you live together and now you go to work together. Yeah. And you know, now you get divorced. Kathy, I, I would work with Joy. She'd sometimes uh, fill in when That's I was doing right. it. I'm, I'm right, Joy Philbin. Yeah, but a full-time position? Oh, it's a goddamn nightmare. Yeah, we will yeah. see about that. There were days I just wanted to haul off a clocker. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, literally punch your teeth out. And I, that, that really wasn't what I felt like. But, you know, the stress of, of putting on a show. Uh, Ryan, I'm preparing for a Carrot Top interview, and she's in my head. Blah, 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 blah. Ryan added that he'll be transitioning out of the role in the spring as he goes on to shoot the 21st season of American Idol in Los Angeles. He's going to continue his radio show, Dick Clark's <laughs> New Year's Rockin' Eve, and he'll plan to open three more Ryan Seacrest Foundation studios and pediatric hospitals across the U.S. He's going to continue to be awesome and <laughs> have yeah. tons of money and just not be on that show. Well, it yep. was, what was happening is well, when you had both Idol and this show on simultaneously, he was flying back and, back forth, and forth, and it's, it's too much. I do love Mark, though. Uh, I hope he does well. Uh, Ripa praised Ryan after his announcement on the show. Uh, she said the greatest part of this experience has been that you've gone from being a friend to a family member. You are family to us. And she later shared photos of herself and Consuelos uh, and and Seacrest on her Instagram as well. We have a little bit of that announcement. Yes. Yeah, right, yeah let's uh, roll this out. Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. So, Kelly and I have some news here. This is something that uh, she and I have been talking about for a long time. It was a tough, tough decision. I made the decision to make this my last season as co-host with Kel here on Live with Kelly and Ryan. What I plan to do is once American Idol starts from Los Angeles live later in the spring, I'll head out to the West Coast and host that show from Los Angeles. And you're not getting rid of me because, Gelman, I'm coming back to guest host and fill in. Gelman's still there. God, that Gelman's been there forever. Uh, I'll tell you what, I wanted to punch his face off. Uh, Him too? Him and Joy. In fact, I would use Joy's dead body to beat him to death. Do you ever think about anger management? I had issues. I definitely had issues. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right, well, this was um, really sad to see this morning. Bruce Willis has been diagnosed with frontotemporal dementia. Uh, His daughter, Rumor Willis, shared the family's statement on her Instagram on Thursday, which read, since we announced Bruce's diagnosis of aphasia, In spring of 2022, Bruce's condition has progressed, and we now have a more specific diagnosis, frontotemporal dementia, known as FTD. 
Unfortunately, challenges with communication are just one symptom of the disease that Bruce faces. Uh, while this is painful, it is a relief to finally have a clear diagnosis. Uh, the statement continued saying, today there are no treatments for the disease. A reality that we hope can change in the years ahead. As Bruce's condition advances, we hope that uh, any media attention can be focused on uh, shining a light on this disease. It needs far more awareness and research. So that's why you had this accelerated push. and He seemed to be in every other movie. And then I was looking at pictures that they had isolated where he had an earpiece. Right. So they would feed him lines from oh, off camera. Sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah I was this reading up terrible. a little bit on uh, frontotemporal dementia because, you know, there, there are several different uh, things that are like this. And uh, essentially, it's um, uh, the brain is shrinking. Uh, that frontal lobe is, is shrinking, and that's where your personality is. <laughs> yes, and, yeah. And, and there's all sorts of difficulties that will be. Well, some of the symptoms yeah. are uh, like inappropriate social behavior. Uh, you know, forgetting things, un- unable to come up with words, and uh, not being able to read. I mean, yes. like flat out not being able to communicate, but also acting inappropriately. And there's nothing, it's not their fault. No, no. You know, it, mean, just, it just is. Did you, do we know, is this disease, does it normally come on uh, for younger people? Cause yes. I mean, okay. It does. This particular one, this is not Alzheimer's. It's completely different. Sometimes it can be misdiagnosed. But this can start in the 40s and wow. up to 60s. Jeez. So it's a little bit different than in than an age-related sure. dementia. Um, on a personal note, my mom is uh, has been diagnosed with dementia recently. Oh, and yeah. it's been God. very difficult and Not very th- strange. This type? No, no. But, but I am seeing a person that I've known my entire life act completely different. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and inappropriate and... Um, uh, just way off the mark, and it's it's for for this family. It's got to be, it's in, it's incredibly hard. These I, kind of go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was gonna say I told I've told you guys this before, but my grandmother suffered from uh, dementia, Alzheimer's. She right. had brain injury, and um, she thought your mom was Robert Redford. She right? thought my mom was uh, Don Johnson and Don Robert Redford. Right, yeah. But I, that's what I would say to you, Preston. Is there's a, it's it's terribly sad, and the mm. only way that you can get through it, especially when there's a caretaker, because my pa- my mom and my aunt, um, you know, took care of my grandmother. She didn't go you know anywhere out to a facility. She stayed in our homes, and like the only way that everyone could get through it was to like kind of see the the, the, the humor the humor yeah, in it yeah. that she was calling my mom Robert, <laughs> Robert Redford you sure. had to laugh about it otherwise it would you know kill everybody yeah yeah and and listen there are other forms of it sometimes uh, people get um, uh, they get angry and sad I mean there's not just this yeah. forgetfulness there's a, a decided like I had to take a call from the police yesterday. Okay. Oh, so really? Yeah. Oh. So, well, and it's confusing it, the, the, for them. That's yes. why they get that anger and all that stuff, too, because mm-hmm. they're confused, and you have to oh, feel sorry, for them man. because of that. Yeah. yeah sorry so. to hear that. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a, a family friend who actually is the other way, Preston. Life is every day. Not quite sure what's going on, but everything is fantastic. <laughs> That's and, listen. And, and it's when you, you, you meet her and you see her. Oh, who are you? You know, I Boy, you, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to get it, you can only yeah. hope to be that lucky. Right, right. Uh, the statement continued saying today there are no treatments. Well, I already already read that part. Listen to me. Uh, the 67 year old actor's family announced his retirement from acting in March of 2022 after being diagnosed with aphasia. Uh, that of course can uh, affect a person's ability to speak, write, and understand language. So that's horrible to hear. You that. know, in a bizarre way, why this really sting so much and it sounds very surfacey but you know this is john mcclain this is you know this is the action hero this is the resourceful guy yeah you know and even though that's just a screen image it's still it's a part of that it's 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 who we uh, you know it's what we relate to right right yeah 
Uh, Jack Nicholson's illegitimate daughter says her father has no interest in having a relationship with her. Uh, Tessa Gorin told the Daily Beast on Wednesday, my mom wanted me to have a relationship with him, uh, but he said he wasn't interested. Uh, Is that cool? The Uh, 28-year-old was raised on Manhattan's Upper East Side, attended private schools, uh, purportedly paid for by her famous father. She told the outlet, I was dealt a really crappy random card, but I'm not going to let that destroy me. In fact, I'm going to use it to fuel me. By the way, I think he has... Four kids from four different women, or something like uh, that. It's possible. I've seen him at the uh, the various uh, Lakers games with uh, yeah. what a, what a, attributed as his children. I you just know. looked it up. He has uh, apparently six legitimate children, uh, and then um, he was only married once, but he was with Angelica Houston for a long time. Then uh, Rebecca Broussard, and then I'd forgotten about this one. But late nineties, early two thousands, uh, he had a serious relationship with Laura Flynn Boyle. That's right. And uh, yeah, they were together for five Wait, plus did years. They, ha- they didn't have a kid. They did not. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I think uh, it's no. multiple women and and, uh, and yes. children. So yes, yes, yeah. uh, yes, the, the yes. <laughs> no. Oh, that's what? him. Uh, he's yeah. speaking out the wives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the kids saying, yeah. "Okay, yeah, that's my kid." Yes, yeah, right. That's my kid. Yes. Uh, the aspiring actress. No. Is- <laughs> I love you, Daddy. <laughs> is now pursuing a career in the film industry. Uh, Thank you. She revealed. <laughs> I would love to meet. I, I would wonder. Well, he has no interaction with at least this daughter. But no. I wonder if the other if the other kids bear some of the jackisms. You know, like there's there's I audio. Your pardon. <laughs> there's audio we have of of Paul Rudd with his son. Yeah. After the uh, the Super Bowl, they're big Chiefs fans, uh, yeah. and the son. Sounds like oh. Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, uh, here's a clip of one of his daughters, actually. We had this speaking. This is it. Goddamn right I did! She, she sounds just like her she father. Just yeah. like her. Uh, so she is going to pursue a uh, career in the film industry. She said, uh, I was afraid that uh, people would think I was tacky or I was riding off his coattails, but this person doesn't want me in his life, so how would you use that to your benefit? So isn't that what they call the, the Nepo baby? Yeah. 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 Uh, did you want to play a little bit of the Paul yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah. Right. So here we go. This is him being interviewed uh, at the uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl on Fox. We interviewed both of you guys. Paul, Jack Rudd. Paul, another Super Bowl champion. I can't believe it. I really, that's such a, that was such a great game. And wow, it all just feels so overwhelming. Jack, how's it feel? I just want to thank Patrick Mahomes for existing, <laughs> for putting in all the work. So we can just all enjoy his greatness every week. And, um... I'm I'm so lucky that I am alive to watch this. I cannot believe he's a real person. Like I don't know how to explain it. I just can't believe he's a real person. It's pretty wild. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Nick mentioned this in uh, or had this in sports earlier uh, as he writes the sports. Uh, Tim McCarver, the All Star catcher and the Hall of Fame broadcaster, uh, who's dur- who during 60 years in baseball won two World Series titles with the St. Louis Cardinals and had a long run as one of the country's most recognizable incisive and talkative television commentators uh, passed away on Thursday. He was 81. I always liked him. Uh, me too. Seemed like a class act. Yep, and he was just great at his job. Yeah. He, he really told the story. Yes. Uh, and and he, offered, he offered a lot of insider info for people who are not in the world of baseball and to bring you into what, what players are seeing, what they're experiencing, what it's all about. I always thought he explained that stuff really, really well. Oh, no, in fact, this picture is impotent. Uh, He had the inside (laughs) info. Uh, So his death was announced by Baseball's Hall of Fame, which said he uh, passed away Thursday morning in Memphis, Tennessee. 
uh, where he was with his family when he died. It's remarkable to me that he played in four different decades. He played in the 50s, yeah. 60s, 70s, and 80s, uh, and then and then continued in baseball. I mean, he was in baseball for something like eight decades of his life, which is just insane. Uh, and I sent over some audio. I don't know if we have it or not of uh, him laughing at a Phil's game. This is back in 1993, and uh, it's a, a pretty funny scene. Yeah. So what you need to describe what's yeah, going on? Yeah. So here. Uh, the Phils were playing the Braves, and the Phillies were this ragtag bunch of uh, dudes, were a bunch of dirt balls and mullets, and and John Crock and Lenny Dykstra. And the Braves were this classy organization, and so they was uh, juxtaposed the two teams. So in an, in an attempt to make the Phillies look a little bit classier, they were playing at the vet. This is in, in the NLCS against the Braves. Um, they brought in uh, the, the conductor from the Delaware Symphony Orchestra, and he had this baton, and he's wearing a tuxedo. And if you guys remember at the vet, there was uh, the upstairs, and then there was the, the downstairs. And in between, there was a level of, like, press boxes and luxury boxes. So they had this conductor in the, one of the luxury boxes, and he has this tux and <laughs> baton that he's waving around. And the baton goes up over his head at one point. And in, in the uh, 500 section, there was a Phil's fan reached down and grabbed the baton oh from, yeah. from the Thanks conductor. Yeah, yeah, so Sean McDonough was doing the play-by-play, and Tim McGarver was the color commentary. Uh-huh. All right, this is... Uh, There's been so much talk in this series about the Phillies and their unkempt style, so they brought in Stephen Gunzenhauser, also they brought in music director. All right, right then it gets taken away, and you start yeah. hearing McCarver McCarver laughing. Yeah. ...of the Delaware Symphony to lend a little class and dignity to the proceedings. And what happens? They stole his baton. As he was conducting the seventh inning stretch rendition of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. So, so much to the point about the dignified nature of the assembled throng and the Phillies themselves. So, he's just cracking up during that. That's a long baton, man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for stadiums. They wanted everybody to see it. So, Carver knew the city well, too. And uh, Bark Ann had a relationship with him. It's a sad loss. Yeah, 81 years old. So, sad to hear about that. Uh, Let's see a couple other quick things. Peter Dinklage is uh, reconsidering his future. The Game of Thrones star recently spoke at a press conference for the Berlin Film Festival where he said, I'm 53 and I wonder if I want to be an actor for the next 30 years. It's a fork in the road. It's a common story when you hit 50. There's a fork in the road and you either wait for inspiration or you seek it out and I intend to keep seeking it out. Has he ever directed? I don't think so. Yeah. Not that I know of, Steve, Mm -hmm. but maybe uh, that would be a good um, position for him. We'll see. Arnold Schwarzenegger's pals reportedly want him to quit driving. (laughs) Sources tell Radar that the friends uh, want the 75-year-old action star to quit while he's still ahead. (laughs) Arnold has been in two car accidents in the last two months. Most recent involving a female cyclist who swerved into his lane. That wasn't his fault. Well, no, yes. The insider added he's still recovering from major heart surgery and needs to consider the overall risks that he is taking. So that's what his friends supposedly concerned about Arnold. Uh huh. I thought this is pretty cool. Our buddy, our friend, Justin Guarini, will star in Once Upon a One More Time which is the upcoming Britney Spears jukebox musical hitting Broadway this spring. That's pretty cool. Uh, the show will tell the story of just what happens when classic fairy tale characters like Cinderella, the Little Mermaid, and Snow White come across a new kind of storybook called The Feminine Mystique. Uh, told through the uh, litany of Spears hits like uh, Baby One More Time and Womanizer and all those songs. Uh, the show is set to raise its curtain at the Marquee Theater for previews on May 13th, with opening night slated for June 22nd. Uh, yeah. Joining Guarini's Prince Charming will be uh, Briga Hel- uh, Helen, I'm sorry, as Cinderella, and Aisha Jackson as Snow White. 
Uh, somewhat curiously, though, Once Upon a One More Time uh, will be the second musical on Broadway currently using Spears' discography following the runaway success of uh, Romeo and Juliet, or, or I think it's just called And Juliet, a modern retelling of the story of Romeo and Juliet through the lens of Max Martin's music. And that show contains the likes of Baby One More Time, I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, uh, Overprotective, Oops, I Did It Again, and a few others. You got to figure the amount of work going into this thing to a show from the ground up. I mean, he, he, you know, Justin can definitely do it, but there's a ton of work involved with these things. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Evangeline Lilly once turned down Hugh Jackman's offer to join the X-Men. Uh, the what the f***? The Ant-Man and the Wasp star uh, had said recently that uh, he approached her on behalf of producers while they were working together on the 2011 film Real Steel. And she said, I was like, no, it doesn't really interest me. I'm not interested. And I was like, I feel like because I'm talking to an X-Man, the X-Man, and telling him, no, that doesn't appeal. Like, what? And I felt so rude for that. What's, uh, uh, I'm sorry, which part which do you think she would have been? I don't know. No idea. Yeah, yeah. No idea. A number of roles she could have gone after. Yep. Uh, Johnny Knoxville is not happy about the show Reboots cancellation oh, really? at Hulu. Yeah, they've canceled Oh, it. I like that show. I, I, I hear it's moving over to Netflix, possibly. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. I, I only watched a couple episodes. I enjoyed it. The one kid, in the, uh, he was the child star. Yeah. I, he was in Austin and Alley. Yeah, I forget his name, but I was I was dug. I thought he was really. That's from the Modern Family folks. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's a terrific show. Uh, the Jackass star told Vulture, "Hopefully, I'm not coming off as angry or sad. I'm so appreciative of all that's happened, but of course, I'm a little pissed at the way it ended." So you've heard rumors that it might head over. That's Netflix? what I've heard. Yeah, that okay. it's going to be saved, but right. you never know. Yep. You know Hollywood. That's where we left that world, Preston. Uh, and then finally, uh, Mark Maron told the Happy Sad Confused podcast that he had a ridiculous audition for Avatar uh, Way of the Water. Uh, he admitted that he had nothing invested in the role uh, before adding, why the F would I want that job? He said, dude, I don't even remember the first one. <laughs> um, did he end up in that movie? I, I don't know. I, I didn't hear it. that he was in it. I haven't seen it, so I do not know. And would you recognize him if he was? Well, I mean, they do have humans in it as yeah. well, but... Uh... I don't, I don't know. Seeing it. By the way, Marissa grabbed a clip from the Mark Maron uh, WTF podcast with uh, our buddy Mark Summers, where they apparently mention us. Ooh. And I've not heard this No, yet. neither have I. Uh, so let's play a little clip of that. Here we go. Now, you live in Philly? No, I, I live in Montecito. Okay, so okay. you're out of Philly. I'm out of Philly. Uh-huh. Moved out of there uh, about five years ago. And so... Um, you used to do Preston and Steve? I still do it. See, I love those uh, They're the best... Morning team ever. Totally. Ever, ever, wow. ever. Totally. I've, I've been doing that show as a regular 12, 14. Yeah, it's so fun to do a, a, a real crew. They know. know what they're doing. Totally. And here's the best part about that show, yeah. as opposed to every other morning team. They don't talk over each other at all. Okay. Yeah, and they, and they love, like, I, the, the great thing about morning radio, because I actually had to, I, I hosted some morning radio, is that all they want you to do is show up for work. Yes, right? yes. Like, yeah, the, there's no worse when they have a comedian that's a dud. Oh, my God. And so many of them are. <laughs> they just Because it's 6 in the morning. They, I know. I, I don't care if it's 3 in the morning. I want to do it. Yeah, you want to get, I want to get into the energy, because if they're going, if you walk in at 7 o'clock to do a spot on a morning show, and you just feel like, you know, they're all looking at you like, we got a good thing going. Yeah. Are you going to f*** it up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's so cool. nice. And, Mar- really cool. and Mark yeah. is the guy who brought it up. I thought, I mean, <clears throat> Mark, not Mark Summers, Mark Maron yeah. Yeah. is the one who, who brought us up. I I thought it was going to be the other way around. Me too. I love to hear that. It's so kind. We, we, we get a lot of good feedback. Yeah, and, we, and, and then the problem is when they say stuff like that, 
you feel like you have to live up to it, and that requires a lot of work. Uh, yeah. yeah, I started yeah. watching a Marin's uh, special, <clears throat> latest special. I think it's on HBO last night, and it's terrific. And it's remarkable to me that because uh, you mentioned that Avatar movie, and I don't think he's in it, uh, but he was a, an actor in Reservation Dog, which is a great show. He's a really good actor. He's an exemplary stand-up comedian, and mm-hmm. his ability to tell stories is just really impressive. Um, um, all right, and then should we play this other yeah, clip? Yeah, we have the other one. It's, and you don't really have, because I listened to it yesterday, you don't have to go into the whole thing, because uh, what ends up happening is Big J ends up telling a story that he's already told on our show yes, all uh, right. a number of times. All right, so Big J Okerson was on with our buddy uh, um, Greg, uh, Fitzsimmons. Greg Fitzsimmons, Fitzdog, <laughs> on his podcast, it's and great. they mention us. So I know I love Greg Fitzsimmons. Here we go. Philly has my favorite radio show, uh, uh, Preston and Steve. And those guys are class. Those, I love those guys. They are the best. They just like they know how to run a conversation. That's how every radio interview should go. Yeah, yeah. They were uh yeah, their whole crew. Like Kathy and uh yeah. Casey and those guys. Yeah. They're, they're all Wow, thanks a lot, people. Thank you. No, no, I'm sorry, Dick. Nick, come on the fence about it. Uh, me and Big J have a thing. Yeah. Well, he, he, no, no, no. He mentions other people on the show. Uh, Hang here, on a here he comes. Yo, Marissa. I've become like friends with so many of them. And they, oh, really? Yeah, they support. Damn it. Like, yeah, I've gotten to tell all my favorite. <laughs> they let me go on and yell at Mark Sanchez for getting me <laughs> tickets. All right, and then he tells the story. The and, story. Then great. and then Nick. Oh, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I am. So I haven't heard those until just now. That was super duper nice. Super yeah. kind, yeah. Wow. I, I remember when we had uh, Fitzdog in here and we had we had a woman walk out his back. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he yeah. created this, this false thing about how he's so much into feet and so on and so forth. And. And uh, it was just a great segment. And the way he, 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 she started hurting his back, he goes, and he, uh-huh. he said, I think you need to lay off the dim sum. <laughs> <laughs> and she was as sweet as could be. Yeah, yeah. Kathy, it occurs to me that you have something with uh, Big J and uh, I know. Fitzsimmons. Yes. Greg Fitzsimmons. They, they both love you. Yeah, so my thing with Big J is uh, it's just that he reminds me of someone from my childhood that, like, it was. it's just, like, a very fond memory. And uh-huh. it's like... It's him. That. Like I stare at him when he talks. I'm like, I can't believe you look and sound and, and oh. act. All his mannerisms. So I. That's where it started. I love Big Jack. Oh my god, <laughs> getting so moist. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, we have movies opening this weekend, oh. and that's what I want to focus on okay. now. So here we go. start with Blood and Honey. It's a horror film starring Craig David Oswit, uh, Chris Cordell, and Amber Doig Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cast of, obviously, international celebrities. Uh, the days of adventures of merriment have come to an end as Christopher Robin, uh, now a young man, has left Winnie the Pooh and Piglet to fend for themselves. As time passes, <laughs> feeling angry and abandoned, the two become feral. After getting a taste for blood, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet set off to find a new source of food, and it's not long before their bloody rampage begins. Hour and 40 minutes long, rated R in theaters today. Rotten Tomatoes score gives it a 9%. You know what? I'm going to still see it. I had high hopes. Uh, Yeah, just on the fact that Winnie the the Pooh and Piglet go feral cracks me up. Also opening this weekend is a bunch of a Marlowe opens. It's a mystery thriller, thriller starring Liam Neeson. I want to see that Winnie the Pooh movie. Uh, Jesse, <laughs> Jessica Lang and Diane Kruger. 
Uh, private detective Philip Marlowe is hired to find the ex-lover of a glamorous heiress, the daughter of a well-known movie star. The disappearance is the first twist in a series of bewildering events, and soon Marlowe is embroiled in a deadly investigation. That's good for blue nights. A web of lies that he's determined to bring to light. <laughs> that he's, he's, he's playing Marlowe with AIDS. That's wild. Yeah, that's Running time's an hour and 50 minutes long. Rated R in theaters today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 25. I'm a freaking war. Lord. <laughs> also opening this weekend is Devil's Peak. It's a mystery thriller thriller with Billy Bob Thornton, Robin Wright, Jackie Earl Haley. Ah, that's All cool. Right. Uh, deep in the Appalachian Mountains, Charlie controls his family and his meth-dealing business with his fists. When his young son Jacob meets the girl of his dreams, desperately wanting to escape the life he is expected to lead and freeing himself from the clutches of his cruel father and long-suffering mother... He is forced to go head-to-head with the terrifying man who will stop at nothing to ensure loyalty from all those around him. Who is Charlie? <laughs> Where is he? It's an hour. This is Charlie? And 37 minutes uh, long, rated R, limited theater release today, Rotten Tomatoes score a 43%. We should marry the uh, that clip with actually Charlie Sheen. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. finally, the <laughs> big op- opener this weekend is uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania action adventure. Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, and Jonathan Major star. Superhero partner Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne. Return continue their adventures as Ant-Man and the Wasp together with Hope's parents, Janet Van Dyne and Hank Pym. Uh, and Scott's daughter, Cassie Lang, the family finds themselves exploring the quantum realm, interacting with strange new creatures and embarking on an adventure that will push them beyond the limits of what they thought possible. Running time, two hours, five minutes long. Rated PG-13. Wide release today. Rotten Tomatoes score gives it only a 48%. No, nope. no, it is not a 49%. Casey said it's better than no, that. No, it's way better than that. All right. We're now ready for clips. Let's get to them. This season of Naked and Afraid, 26 survivalists will attempt to take on some of the harshest conditions ever seen. And here, former contestant Danny Bowe talks about doing multiple excursions. Here we go. Now that I've done it three times, especially after the challenge I just completed, I have a lot more confidence. I would never say, depending on the environment, I would say it's easier if I go back. I have all the experience I think I need. Shut the f*** Naked and Afraid Season 15 is airing tonight, 8 o'clock. That's on the Discovery Channel. Have you ever watched any of those? I have not. Any good? (laughs) Well, you you kind of put yourself in the situation, but I think if you see one episode, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Here's our next clip. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, follows the Avengers in yet another quest to restore peace to the multitude of universes. In this clip, Paul Rudd elaborates on what it's like being a part of such a pivotal film. It's a bit surreal, in all honesty. You know, the MCU is such an enormous thing and has such a following globally. Just to be a part of it in any way can be overwhelming. And then to have now been able to do this a few times and over the course of several years, is it never ceases to kind of blow my mind. Yeah! Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, is in theaters now. All right, there you go. That's the very chunky entertainment report. We had a lot of stuff to get to, so got it to you, friends. Mission accomplished. We have a few things taking place today. We have some guests on the program, Noel Gallagher and Shirley Manson. That's pretty cool. They're going to be checking in with us, so uh, they have a gig. Both uh, bands, Garbage and Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, are going to be playing at The Man on July 14th. Tickets go on sale uh, or they, I, 
Yeah, today. 10 a.m. today, by the way, Ticketmaster.com. Uh, comedian Ben Bailey is stopping by. You remember him from Cash Cab. He will be at Soul Joel's tonight at 7 o'clock. So uh, we'll have that and more. And, in fact, uh, let's give you uh, some beverages. I've got a case of Hop Horizon from Trogues right now. We'll take call number 16. At 215-263-WMMR, bursting with juicy waves of citrus, hints of bubble gum, and pop of tropical fruit. Hop Horizon is your shortcut to where the sky meets the Bynes. Yeah, the, the Amanda Bynes, her family. The sky meets the Bynes. Okay. The sky meets the Vines? We'll take call number 16 at 215-263-WMMR. That's what it says. That's the way they meet the Bynes. All right, we're going to... You know the Bynes. You know the Bynes. I used to live next to Absolutely. the Bynes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. Stay with us. Caller 16, you win. MMR rocks. Dave Matthews Band. Wild would you say? Friday and Saturday, July 21st and 22nd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Tickets on sale today at 10 a.m. But you can beat the box office with MMR. Pierre's got tickets for the Saturday DMB show. And Preston and Steve's Word of the Week prize? A pair of seats for night one and pit tickets for night two. Details at WMMR.com. Dave Matthews Band and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Before we get into this segment, I had a couple of, um, well, sh- well shout outs, actually. Yeah, why not? This, this one's just a nice email, and I, I want to mention this. It was uh, Deanna, who lives in uh, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Uh, she said, I'm a middle-aged and recently, uh, I'm middle-aged and I recently suffered a collapsed lung. Oh, that sucks. I needed surgery to repair it. And she said, I grew up in the Philly area. I've always listened to Philly radio. Now that I live above the Lehigh Valley, I need to listen on my fancy thinking box or fire tablet. But uh, my... <laughs> Uh, getting back, said my hospitalization for my lung. I'm so glad that I have my wits about me to grab my fire tablet and charger and threw them into my purse. I was at the hospital from the 22nd to the 31st, and wow. I am convinced that listening to your podcast every day made me feel better and sped Aww. up my recovery. Laughter is the best medicine, although it was really painful to laugh. I would imagine that would be very painful. Uh, she said, hopefully I turned at least one doctor onto your show because the laughing was good for me, and he was happy to hear me laughing so often. And I've always meant to write and tell you guys how much I appreciate your show and appreciate everything all the crew does to provide us with the funniest morning Aww. show ever. So now I have that chance. You guys are great. The show and crew are great, and I just love laughing with you guys and with the thousands of other peeps all over the world. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're doing better, Deanna. Yeah. So there's a shard out for you, all right? Have you ever had a uh, broken rib or anything like that? No. Song? Because I understand that laughing and anything like that is excruciating. Yeah, it's got to be. Um, so here's another one. Uh, this is from Cliff Murphy. Uh, it's uh, from Helen's, it says here. Hang on a second. So let me read the email. <laughs> um, it says, hey, you guys, just wanted to uh, give a sh- quick shout out to Mackenzie and Tom Fritz. Uh, they're from Delaware, New Jersey. Moved out to Michigan a few year- years ago and work in student support out at Michigan State. Uh, uh, they were working with the students from the shooting. Oh, my God. And uh, Cliff says, and I'm sure it's been a crazy few days. Uh, they're listeners, and I figured a shart from home would at least bring a quick smile to their faces uh, during this tough time. I've been listener- a listener for 23 years and wow. rarely miss a show thanks to the podcast. Keep in keep it in nooch. <laughs> 
Uh, love you guys. Uh, thanks, Cliff Murphy from Helen's. It's <laughs> Helen's Sausage House, by the way. Is Where that what it sausages? is? Yeah. Helen's Sausage House? I want to go to the Sausage uh, House. Of course. Yeah. An entire building made of oh. sausages? There it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Interesting. That sounds incredible. Thank you. All right. We'll keep it in nooch, brother. Thank you. All right, and then one last one. Uh, it says, hey, I'm late sending this, but if you could send a shout-out to my son, Ben Clark. He's turning 10 years old February 18th. He loves your show. We listen every day. And he even asked about you guys like we're all friends. Ah. You guys rock. Thank you. Uh, Mia Clark from Westchester. So You know, we, we had like a 9-year-old who was a fan of the show and a 10-year-old. Apparently, we're, we're like the new Barney Preston. We must be. We're really clicking hard with that crew. Well, we might have an even younger one. Uh, this is a shard out. It says, can I get an oh yeah for my wife, Heather, who will be going in for a C-section for our first child wow. February 24th. No sweat if it's not on time. Please tell... It. Uh, please tell Steve to never stop playing that clip throughout the show. Uh, we always say it whenever we're expecting a good meal. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, you guys. Rock and ball sacks are yummy. That is from Mike Lloyd. So oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go, Mike. So good, good. good luck with everything. All right. So uh, I think it's weekend. So what? junk drawer. Oh, no sad yeah. bro. I'll find some stories for you. You know, this music alone... Caps you up a little bit. It does make you feel yeah. good, doesn't it? All right. Uh, ah, here I found one. Wait, apparently I'm still looking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, got it. Uh, so we talked about this before, the uh, repeating subscriptions and trying to cancel those. Oh, God. And how some uh, it's a nightmare. apps and sites will make it difficult. I've determined I'd rather serve time in a Turkish prison. Uh, yeah. For you to find out how exactly you go about doing that. Well, Congress may soon reintroduce... <gasps> the Unsubscribe Act later ah. this year uh, to make it easier for Americans to stop paying. So, um, yes, this would be handy. You know, I, I actually did purge a couple of things. I, we had the conversation similar to this a little while ago, Preston, and I told you about this app that I got that was supposed to help me uh, discontinue those services. I had to su- subscribe to this app, and I've never used it. Mm. So, uh, But I just manually went as things were popping. At the beginning of the year, a lot of them tend to renew, and you get notifications about it. And I made a concerted effort to at least click a few off the list. Uh, Mark Takano, a uh, California representative, said deceptive practices by large corporations make it easy to sign up for subscriptions, but nearly impossible to opt out. Uh, the bill would require companies to be more upfront when free trials turn into paid plans and to have a straight forward cancellation process. That's the problem. A lot of them, and the, I'm glad they're turning to this because they make it this sort of maze on how to get through and get out. Yeah, for example, the New York Times used to direct subscribers to a chat or hotline <gasps> if they wanted to cancel. Planet Fitness currently requires cancellations in person or via written mail. Why do you want to cancel, baby? <laughs> and Amazon, famous for its one-click purchase option, has a lengthy process to cancel Prime if you want to do They've that. actually oh, re- really? refined that. Have they? Yeah, it, it's it's longer than most, but it, it used to be like two to three times as, as elaborate to cancel. What is it? Do you know what You the... need a sperm sample. No. no. <laughs> wow. Do you know what the, like, process is and why it takes so long? Um, the, the, you're, you're going through, uh, you're answering different questions, and I forget exactly. I tried to do it years ago. I'm glad I didn't, because I do, I, do I, I love it, and I use it a lot now. 
But um, that's the one thing, Kathy. All the return stuff is really easy. It's so easy. But the canceling thing still remains a bit of an issue. Oh. I cancel streaming services uh, fairly frequently and then rejoin them. Do you, do you keep on a schedule? Or do uh, you just do uh, well, right you want now, to see shows that amass? I'll give you an, an example. Right now, I don't have Apple TV+, Plus, but right. I'll, I'll rejoin it in March because Ted Lasso's coming back. So if there's stuff that's out on Apple TV+, Plus right now, I'm not watching it. But I find that I, I will be on a streaming service uh, for a while and watch exclusively that service for uh-huh. And I'll like kind of wander over to Netflix or whatever. I wish um, I could do that. I don't, yeah, don't, have the, I, don't have the wherewithal. I, right I just, I just find myself like, uh, uh, you know, looking at the credit card bill every month and being like, yeah, I haven't watched that in, in three months. See, you're so making I a mistake. Yeah. My wife looks at the credit card. <laughs> right. I never see the pain yeah. being inflicted, and so that's how I get around. <laughs> um, you know what? Most of the streaming services, not all of them, but most of them are pretty easy, and like it, they have it set up on at least if you have an iPhone. Um, yep. um, if you go in, you can see all of your subscriptions. So, Nick, I did the same thing you did. I went through, and there was all kinds of services. I, I at one point I signed up for because there was a show I wanted to watch. So I went through, canceled them, and then if something else comes up, like Ted Lasso or whatever, I'll rejoin. So exactly. maybe easier to do. That on the app as opposed to on the on, on your on your television, right? So maybe through your phone because they are, they usually have a yes. different mechanism. They do, uh, yeah. When you're using different uh, you know sources like a phone or, yeah, or a it tablet, was, it was easy for me. I'll tell you the one that okay. was not so easy was Hulu. Um, I kind of uh, Hulu's to, raising their prices. You know, I had to like jump through hoops to figure out because at one point I was paying two uh, for two uh, two accounts or whatever. I don't know, and I had to like yep. combine them and get rid of the the cheaper one so that I could have this Hulu Live. You had to jump through Hulu's hoops. I had to jump <laughs> through Hulu's hoops. Yeah. Have you heard about Abu Dhabi? No, <laughs> uh, the um, <laughs> Preston. <laughs> Uh, what pisses me off to no end is, so I have every streaming service. It's just my thing. I love to suck up every piece of media out there. Mm-hmm. So I'll return to use one. Like, this happened with HBO Max, and I hadn't been on HBO Max in quite a while. And then I'm like, I got I to gotta change my password. And I'm like, I know. What, simply, what? What has indicated to you that there's been a breach right. here? Right. Why do I have to go through this elaborate process? Yep. It, annoy- it. it happens all the time. Yep, I agree. I agree 100%. So we'll see if this ends up happening. This uh, never used to happen with the radio when you gather around for Little Orphan Annie with your Dakota <laughs> ring. <laughs> hey, this crap's free. Yeah. People aren't paying for this. Yeah, yeah damn right it and is. It, I mean, obviously it's substandard, but <laughs> yeah. in the, when you, you at, at the end of the for. day, yeah. it all works out. We don't charge you. So we'll see if this legislation <laughs> passes. <laughs> and substandard entertainment, but free. Maybe something will happen. All right, let me go back into the junk drawer. Our new billboard. <laughs> at least it's free. All right, I found something. Actually, it's a text I found, and it oh. says, uh, big sausage fan here. <laughs> Helen's Sausage House is the tastiest frickin' sausage frickin on sausage. earth. Okay. Where are the sausages? That's Tim from Delaware. Is right. there a link I can click? Waka, 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 waka. <laughs> All right, you get this for that. Thank you. It's in uh, Smyrna. Yeah, where is, is that slower, lower? Where's Smyrna? How, Smyrna? how many miles from Smyrna. here? This looks like a sausage prison. We're looking at a picture at the front of the building. Yeah, the windows. Well, that's, you know, they're they just protecting their sausage, bro. Yeah. You got to protect Do you have to bar up the windows on a sausage place? Not too far from uh, uh, Dover, Case. So uh, heading south from... Um, from oh, Wilmington, you'll get through. You'll go through Smyrna. I don't mean to derail uh, the uh, um, the uh, junk tour here, but uh, 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 sausage ranks very high in your pecking order. Oh yes. Well, there's I, a ton of different sausages I know. too. But just in general, yeah. My, uh, my, yeah. In my pecking order, it's much lower. I do like though, like Jimmy Dean 
Sausage. Yeah, you've always, as, as long as I've known you, you've never liked things like bratwurst no. and knockwurst and yep. stuff like that. So you wouldn't be a sausage fan. I, but I, sausage. I love all that kielbasa, knockwurst, bratwurst, uh, any of those. So the you know uh, the the country sausages. I'm yeah. I'm a fan. So um, link patties, the, you name it. The last ground had patty. a uh, hot sausage, and it was just a decent Watson hot sausage. It was just more like a giant spicy hot dog, Steve. But yeah, like you loved it. I miss it so much. It was so. I good. write it off. To- <laughs> no, I mean, Dear I- sausage. It was. Uh, I I loved it, and I would get it Casey, I, a couple of times a month. I would go. My dad the same. Like, like this loves any of that stuff. So I completely get it. In fact, I envy you for your sausage love and yours as well, Preston. Well, there is a uh, there's a tie-in to sausages in this next story. Oh, oh, sausages. Men's penises which is kind of shaped like a sausage. It is, I've noticed. Have grown rapidly in length in the past 30 years, according to a new study that is concerning some experts. Why? Uh, concerning what? Yeah, it, it is. Concerning us. A meta-analysis by Stanford University researchers found, researchers found that the average um, excited penis, there are some words I can't say, jumped... 25% in length from 1992 to 2021. Mine does not jump. So you had to have been born, oh. I believe. Um, well, I don't know. That's a good question. I, anyway, 1980. So, so the average. I've got a newer penis. The average. <laughs> in ni- vintage. The average in 1992 was around uh, 4.8 inches. It is now 6 inches. So here's the deal. For years and years and years, I've always heard that the average. I mean, even back in the 80s, that the average male penis, at least in the United States, was about six inches, yeah. 5.56 inches. Yep, that's so what I'd always why, why is this suddenly being touted as the new, the, the growth explosion? Yeah, that's I never good... realized that the average was four. Yeah. Uh, I, I should have gone into porn. 4.8 is very close that's to five. Close to five. Uh, so while it may seem like every man's wish, the team at Stanford is worried that it may be due to exposure to chemicals, sedentary lifestyles, and junk food. And you <laughs> knew that was good for your penis? I thought that would help. Wow. And you work in the penis wing, don't you? While it may seem like every man's wish, uh, I already read that part. Yeah. Uh, those environmental... Sausage is on your mind now. Lifestyle factors have also been attributed to the rapid decline in fertility rates over the same period. Now, I, I saw a documentary about the um, the potency level of men in general, yeah. uh, and, and that has taken a dramatic hit over the past 15, 20 years. Um, but I, it, it always seems that the they're... potency? Uh, uh, um, yes. As um, in the like, sperm count? Sem- yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I got Gotcha. Uh, so they gathered data from 75 studies uh, performed between 1942 and 2021. In total, measurements of 55,761 penises were included. Mm. Uh, each of the studies gathered data on penis lengths in different states, which would be uh, flaccid, stretched, or boyoing. Yeah. Uh, researchers expected uh, penis length to, de- to decrease over the period. So we're bucking the trend. Went the other way. Dr. Michael Eisenberg, a professor of urology at Stanford, said... And- I propose that snack food is good for the penis. <laughs> They've known since 1942. Everyone's at the penis party. 5,000 plus being measured for science. In the future, we'll have robotic penises. Uh, so, Dr. Eisenberg says uh, any overall change in development is concerning because of our reproductive system. It is one of the most important pieces 
of human biology. And he said, uh, if we're seeing this fast of a change, it means that something powerful is happening to our bodies. Yesterday, November 10th at 6 a.m., I measured the girth and length of my junk. I don't know why I felt the need to tell you. (laughs) Um, Am I incorrect in saying that you uh, I, have you always been under the assumption that in the in the five point five to six range was always considered the normal? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I had heard from right. studies before. So it shows you how inaccurate science is. Uh, so he should said we should try to confirm these findings, and if confirmed, we must determine the cause of these changes. Um, fully um, charged penises have <laughs> grown over time, especially during the final portion of the study. Over the entire 80-year study period, the average length was 5.4 inches. Mm. Uh, that figure... So so that's the figure you were talking yes, about. Steve. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that figure rose rapidly from 1992 to 21. With the advent of bugles. Uh, bugle, oh, yeah, it was junk food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and bugles are kind of phallic. Absolutely. As, as in is. In fact, you can pleasure yourself in them. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know, um, you know, I don't know why this is so stunning that, that the, you know, you the, the, the snack food and all that stuff, the sedentary lifestyle. Also, I think, well, I don't know. I don't know. This isn't my line of work. No, it isn't. But we have somebody whose line of work it is. Oh. <laughs> a doctor of medicine. And a happy guy all he the is. time. Uh, please welcome our friend from Fox 29 and Penn Medicine, Dr. Mike Sarigo. Hey! Good morning, Dr. Mike. Listen, I, I've suffered shrinkage many, 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 many times. Sure. Uh, Likewise. And, and so I feel like I am an expert in this. But look, uh, there's no question. Like, we, we might be having bazookas, but we're shooting blanks. And I'll tell you why. Yes. Because the uh, sperm count is going way down. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of theories as to why this is. And you mentioned environmental factors. It has to do with, they think, in part, bisphenol A and these uh, plasticizers. You know what bisphenol A is? He's a rapper, is he not? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a chemical uh, that they use in plastics. And it's been banned in a lot of products, especially uh, right. regarding little kids. But uh, these are considered uh, uh, hormone uh, uh, disruptors, if huh. you will, and there's a lot of theories, but uh, 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 the the uh, level of fertility is going down in men. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 study I had heard was correct, and uh, my correct, uh, and it's apparently it's is is this a global phenomenon or is it uh, more um, localized to the United States? I, I think it's globally. It's across the planet. Uh, again, it's environmental factors. And, you know, you hear about this train uh, yes. derailment and everything. you got to wonder yeah, yeah. Uh, all of the things in our environment. But the, the other thing I wanted to mention was that, look, if you want to have – Am I allowed to say erectile dysfunction? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So if you want, then you eat a lot of junk food and you sit on your butt all the time, mm-hmm. and then you'll get it because it's all has to do with blood flow, and it's basically hydraulics. And if your blood flow isn't good to your, shall we say, special purpose, right? Yeah. And it ain't gonna. It's not gonna work properly. Okay. No, that all makes sense. Yeah. That's, so, that's all kind of, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's right. In fact, that's what Viagra does. It it, it, it is a. Uh, it increases the circulation to those areas. Correct. Yes, it does. And you know, I I, I will be the first one. I I do partake of that. Yeah. Uh, but it gives me a wicked sinus. Like I get congestion because it it vasodilates a lot of uh, blood vessels. Same but here. But it's worth it. So what? so I used uh, after the the uh, uh, prostatectomy.
me, I used they have you use Cialis to have the, the blood flow to that sure. area, and right, and uh, it, it does it does the you same thing. You noticed the nasal thing? Yes, I did. Wow. Yeah, but okay. it didn't matter because my I was you know yeah yeah you're walking around with a <laughs> with yeah. a boner yeah right all right but, well. There you go. We love you, Dr. Mike. We can Mike. always count on I you, Dr. You. Dr. Mike. I love you guys. All right, love we you. love you, too. Have a great weekend. Love you. And great kudos for you guys. Oh, thank oh, you. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it, Dr. Mike. He's Trigliano. a one. Yeah. From Fox 29. Oh. All right. You still make those uh, kudos uh, breakfast bars? Remember those things? Yes. Those were good. They were good. He said great kudos. And I was like, yeah, kudos were Wait, great. Were they breakfast bars? Wow. Yeah. I mean, technically, candy bars, but yeah. like, yeah. you would get them. It was almost, you know, You'd like. You'd be surprised. Get... Pretzel nuggets are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, junk drawer. That's All what we're doing. Right. All right. Let me go back in. Um... Oh, I found something on the text board. Uh, this is Carl from Newcastle, Delaware. He says Helen's also has killer pork chop sandwiches. Pork chop sandwiches. And their su- sandwiches are out of this world. But actually, we're getting a lot of texts about uh, the sausage house, believe it or not. So. Smyrna. Smyrna, not we were making yeah, fun of the name. We were saying pork chop sandwiches. Smyrna, yeah. pork chop sandwiches. It's Smyrna, <laughs> and they have great pork chop sandwiches. Pork chop sandwiches. Time to open. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Bill's going to kill us for. I don't care. All these mentions, but it was at twelve. It was an email. Hey, what? we at balanced noon? it out. We also mentioned penises. I heard that um, some people were texting impressed and about Helen's sausage house. That you got to get there at a certain hour because if you don't, you're not getting uh, in and you're not going to get fed. One of pork those. chop sandwiches. Yeah, those are great. Huh. I love those types of places. It's open now. Yeah. Hey, they should probably bring us off. All right, come on, let's come on. Uh, let's see. Oh, man, there's a couple things I want to mention. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I can see it falling all over. I'm going to mention this is a quick one. Uh, if you are watching The Last of Us. And I am. I am. Yeah, we are all, Me other too. than Kathy, we're all big fans here. Should I, I be watching this? Yes. 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 It's a great show. I don't know if you like it or not, but it's a great show, Kath. But anyhow, uh, I wanted to mention this. Uh, so apparently, go ahead. Apparently, uh, there's a guy named Adam Basil or Basil. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. He's a stunt performer who played the bloater yeah, in The wow. Last of Us. This, this last episode that came out, and apparently, he says is that the bloater has become a bit of a sex icon. Oh, shut up! No, <laughs> I don't think no. so. Well, the man who introduced the massive version of the show Zombie-like Clickers to HBO's audience last week isn't uh, tripping on psilocybin either. Uh, according to him, Basil says uh, he's captured a lot of people' imagine, uh, imaginations. Someone asked me if I'd come to their wedding. <laughs> I've had people sending me love messages. He really brought out something in people that I don't ever think they knew they had. He's a big daddy mushroom, and I think there's been a meme out there. Are they asking for him to go in the bloater costume? Or I don't is- know. But he, I, I, I looked up him. Uh, he's gigantic. Yeah, yeah. He's this huge guy, and uh, and he's got you know, I wouldn't call him good looking, but some women might find him hot All because right. of how big he is. Did I you see know. Preston? He uh, he also played Beast in the live action Beauty and the Beast, and he was in Game of Thrones as well. Yeah, so he's he's a yeah he's a go to large stunt guy. Uh, so uh, Out Magazine post about Basil, uh, who uh, said that. Um, uh, suggests that people might be attracted to the six foot six inch British stuntman himself, and not necessarily the bloater. I'm going to think so because in the, and we talked about this in the game. Uh, the bloater was a nightmare that you it was virtually impossible to stop them. Now you could kill the clickers, which are do, do we have those? You have those effects over there the, of the clickers. Um, they're they're easier to take out in the game, but the bloater you're you're in for a world of hurt. So he's saying that uh, that women. 
And and I guess men alike uh, find the bloater hot. Kathy, the bloater is uh, up on our screen if you want to take a look. What at do you him. think of the bloater, Kathy? Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Send some of that bloat my way. All right. Uh, so. No, Steve, we don't have a clicker uh, sound effect, but we do have one on the phone right now. Okay. Uh, Price, if you want to go to line one. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> He's putting in his two cents. All right, uh, one more quick thing. One more quick thing uh, from John Tour. I know you're not ready. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I had him looking for a clicker. All right, uh, last item in the junk drawer. Uh, a recent one-poll survey found that 70% of Americans believe that apps are replacing websites. Uh, the poll uh, also found that twenty six percent think that they could go a year without using a computer browser. Well, you know, yeah, you know what? I actually was cli- I was sent a link for NBC uh, ten locally, and I clicked on the link, and it sent me to the app. Hmm. And I don't have the app on my phone, and so it's forcing you to get the app, right? Well, and I'm even thinking of like websites of like companies or whatever. I mean, for me, I more so go to social media to find them than I do a Google search. Well, like Instagram. Yeah, like I'll go and see and see if they have, like if it's a restaurant, I'll go, I'll see if they have a page. If they do, I kind of scroll through there to see if I want to go. I kind of use both, like for uh, for example, when it comes to apps, uh, booking travel, for example, yes. I will go to the American Airlines app, mm-hmm. uh, but I think I ultimately end up using, like if I'm going to book a flight, I'll go to the website, right. yeah. but then I'll track it on the app. Same here. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, 69% use their smartphone daily. 46% have done a full day's work from their phone. Um, uh, it says here, Tony Morky of Cricket Wireless said, from work to play, our research shows people are embracing the convenience of apps in all areas of life. Uh, and what do people do on their smartphones? 51% shop for groceries, take photos and videos. 47% shop for clothes and accessories. And 42% complete their tax returns so the, on their phone. The belief is that the, the app will eclipse the website? Or that's is it what, at least putting a dent in it? That's what people believe, yes. Huh. That, they, that they, uh, they find it easier, uh, more convenient uh, to navigate through the app as opposed to the actual website. Are these the same people that are getting turned on by the bloater? I think that <laughs> might be it, yeah. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all we're going to do in Junk Troy. We're going to wrap it up right there. <laughs> Glad we got some things uh, cleared out and out of the way for that. Uh, we have several things taking place on our program this morning. Our friend Ben Bailey is going to be stopping by. Uh, but before all that, we're going to take a break, come back, and get to the bizarre file. It's on the way. Stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to turn it up just a notch with Froggy on this Friday morning. Preston and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Final. 
All right, the Bean Pal this morning brought to you by Horizon Services. Lower your home heating cost with a same-day system tune-up from Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical for $79. Listen, you can get your spring service for just $59 as well. Book fast at horizoneasybook.com. We will start with this. A baby girl was born with a tail covered in skin and hair. It's pretty cool. That was 5.7 centimeters long. That's the length of the average American penis. That's what I was thinking of, Steve. Her birth stunned her doctors at the rural Mexican hospital who delivered her via C-section with no discernible health problems or abnormalities apart from a tail. Devil child! Uh, containing muscles and nerves. Uh, the baby had seemingly no history of exposure to any infections or radiation, and both its parents uh, were healthy. The baby's uh, tail man, uh, measured 5.7 centimeters in length and was three and a half, uh, three to five millimeters in diameter. How often do you think people are born with tails? Um, there is a stat here at the end stories. of this yeah. story. Uh, they, it's since um, there have only been 195 cases. Oh. Uh, in history. Wouldn't it suck if your tail was bigger than your penis? But it does happen. Yes, it would be. Listen, I'm going to turn around the other way. And you just sit on that. You see it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the hair and skin-covered tail contained nerves, and the baby would cry when it was pierced with a needle. Uh, after an X-ray. Leave the kid's tail alone. X-ray of her, of her lower back. It was found that there weren't any bones or other abnormalities in the tail, and this means that the tail isn't vestigial, vestigial, a uh, useless organ like an appendix. Rather, it was a true tail. Uh, the doctors checked for several possible medical issues, including the brain and spine. Then two months later, they came back again and reexamined the baby and her tail, where they determined it had grown in proportion to her own. I always think uh, a shallow how. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, you think it could wag? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Could you voluntarily... Wag, wag that tail. I love in the, in the movie when uh, Jack Black's hair goes, well, have you ever thought about having a room? He's like, oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> wow, what a great idea. Yes, of course I thought of that. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, they managed to remove this one, and they yeah. did a reconstruction with plastic surgery, so the uh, the baby is doing much better now. All right. But yeah, All right, a crash involving what investigators termed Chicken juice what? shut down a highway in Pennsylvania Wednesday morning. Tough day in the studio. Pour <laughs> me some chicken juice. The, <laughs> the incident occurred sometime before 8 a.m. in the northbound lanes of uh, Interstate 83 in Dauphin County. Chicken juice. At least four vehicles were involved in the crash, and one of the vehicles involved a tractor trailer that was spilling chicken juice on the highway. All right, when it comes to you and chicken juice, do you like it with pulp or without? I like l- very little pulp okay. in my chicken yeah. juice, yes, personally. Uh, vehicles were detoured off the highway via exit 44. It's not clear if there were any injuries in the accident involving chicken juice. Chicken juice. Uh, the Santa Cruz Police Department is encouraging people not to engage with a man dressed in a cookie monster costume <laughs> who has been seen around the Santa Cruz Wharf and Beach Boardwalk in recent days. Cookie! Uh, the department has received calls from concerned residents saying that the man dressed as the iconic Sesame Street character is creepy and uncomfortable. Uh, they, they, they've had issues with a lot of these people dressing. Well, they've had an issue with this guy. Oh, really? The man has been known to badger people, but he's not been charged with any crime. And in fact, the Los Angeles Times article from 2016 identified the man as an Oregon, Oregon-born 
Adam Sandler. I kid you not, wow. that's his name. Oregon Adam Sandler. And according to several media reports, he has faced criminal charges in other cities, including New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. Okay. Stop looking at me, Swan. For threats against tourists, other street performers, and store owners. Because I remember there was a dude who was dressing as Tickle Me Elmo. This is the same guy. Same dude! His unsavory antics include anti-Semitic tirades caught on video, threatening business owners and residents in multiple cities, and even finding himself in an extortion case involving the Girl Scouts, for which he reportedly once worked as a temporary employee on a short-term computer programming project. He's a one-man Muppet Mafia. In New York, where he frequented Central Park dressed as Elmo, the New York Times reported that Sandler was captured on video in 2012, shouting anti-Semitic and xenophobic remarks. In San Francisco in 2014, Sandler was charged with being a public nuisance and threatening a business owner on Fisherman's Wharf who had put up a sign saying the costume man was not a store employee. Selling the reputation of the Muppets. He pleaded guilty to being a public nuisance and was banned for several from several tourist locations in San Francisco. Well, now he's moved to the Santa Cruz area and they're asking people to keep an eye out for this idiot. Wow. Mm-hmm. A New York man was killed on Wednesday after a, this is a terrible story, after a leash that was tied to him was caught in the train door. Oh, my God. Uh, the deceased Metro rider had has been identified by his daughter's 50-year-old Harold Riley. His dog, Daisy, was his service dog. Riley was in the process of getting off the train with his dog. As the doors were closing, the dog was still on the train, and the man held the leash, and uh, it was somehow tied to him. As the train pulled away from the station, it dragged him onto the plat- off of the platform and down the tracks. Uh, the transit police say the train operator did perform two safety checks by opening and closing the doors before pulling away from the platform. Police said Riley died from his injuries in the hospital. And that's horrible. Messed up. Did the, the dog survive? Dog o- the dog is okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a Texas man is facing charges after recording himself fleeing from a state trooper during a traffic stop. Alan Lynch Jr. recorded himself being pulled over by a trooper on February 4th. The trooper apparently pulled Lynch over because he had temporary tags that were expired. Lynch can be heard saying that he just got the car that day, a Dodge Charger. The trooper asked Lynch for his license and tells him to get out of the car, and that's when Lynch took off. Uh-huh. The trooper can be seen in the side view mirror running back to his car. Lynch continued to record as he sped through traffic, weaving his way between cars and trucks. He said, I got away as he's driving the car. Hey, guys. Apparently, having uh, pulled off the road after uh, fleeing the officer, he said, I got away. Round of applause. Round of applause. He said, do you think I'm going to make their job easier? Their job is to catch us. Our job is to run away. So he's a felony influencer. Lynch also took a video of damage to one of the wheels on the car, and he's now charged with evading police. Four days later, he was arrested. And it isn't Lynch's first attempt at fleeing into tra- uh, traffic, uh, a traffic stop. Uh, Lynch says in the video, that's like the third time they tried me. They keep trying me, bro. I don't know what they they want from me. Bro. That they're not going to get. They have to catch me first. Well, uh, uh, thankfully, there's no video evidence of yeah, this crime. Right. Court documents say that Lynch uh, fled from a trooper in September who pulled him over for a temporary tag, by the way. so All right, and there you go. That is... My last story in the bizarre file for you, my friend. All right, uh, as we take a break, Casey's handing me some stuff to give away. Can I give away a few of these? Yes. Okay. Um, We have a prize pack of Mike's uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, my God. So I tell you what, we'll take callers 5, 6, and 7 at 215-263-WM. So it's a prize pack including a pair of Fandango tickets to see the film. 
Uh, and, of course, it's uh, from director Steven Soderbergh and stars Shannon Tatum and Salma Hayek. Uh, Warner Brothers Pictures Magic Mike's Last Dance is in theaters now. So 5, 6, and 7 at 215-263-WMMR. Go ahead and give us a call right now, and we will set you up with that. Awesome. Uh, I'd like to mention this before we take a break, the fact that we have a new Daily Rush video. Ah. Uh, and it is called Daddy Likey Farty in Face. <laughs> and That's about as descriptive as you can get. The description reads, we're pretty sure Chuck Berry and Roger Ailes hung out and talked about farting in their faces a lot. Uh, so you can go to WMMR.com slash Daily Rush to see the video and others that you might have missed. Sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We are scheduled to have Mr. Ben Bailey on the program a little later on. Noel Gallagher, Shirley Manson. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Two years, the strangest spectacle on snow is back. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, Friday, March 3rd, at Scranton's Montage Mountain, with thousands up for grabs and cash prizes. Sled registration and complete details at WMMR.com. Come for the cardboard and stay for the Mountain Fest. Two days of live music, Mountainside. Friday night, it's up clear. Saturday starts with some pond skimming, then ramps up with an explosive double bell. Lit. And fuel. Cap off the day with a fireworks show on the snow. Join us for a kickin' weekend at Montage. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic and Mountain Fest. Details at WMMR.com from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is going to be performing uh, at Soul Joel's tonight in uh, Pottstown. Shows at 7 o'clock. And uh, he's been by here a few times. And if you've ever seen the show Cash Cab, you know him as the host of that particular program. We welcome once again Mr. Ben Bailey. Yay! Oh, wow, wow. Thank you, guys. What a welcome. Nice to see it's you. It's been ages, right? I'm it's, trying to remember yeah. how long it's been. A, a long time. Yeah. Pre-COVID for sure. Maybe like 2016 or something. Maybe. Yes. We'll I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah, you guys yeah, look can... terrific. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you you rock it a little bit more hair. You let a little, you, last time you I let it you, grow. Yeah, 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 I shaved my head. It's weird. For some reason, like right before I went in for the cash cab audition, yeah, a friend of mine and I had stepped out of the comedy cellar in New York City to partake in some uh, stuff. stuff. Yes, and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and we're standing there, uh, and he's just staring at me, and I'm like, "Dude, what's up?" And he, and he just goes. You should shave your head. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. And I was like, what? He goes, shave your head. <clears throat> you should shave your head. You'd be like a hundred times more castable if you shaved your head. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I shaved my head. Because wow. of the stuff you were doing, you're more agreeable. I just, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea, you know, why he thought it or why I agreed to it, but... Like, I went in, audition for Cash Cab, got it with the shaved head. Wow. First time in my life I ever did it. You know? Up until that point, how uh, long was your hair? Was It, it was, was basically it... how it is now. Okay. Which is like I have a hat on, but... Yeah. 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 Hang on, let's see. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, it's like high and tight. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Been it's been my haircut yeah. forever. <laughs> right, yeah. Since high school. Uh, but that's cool. So, so then I just had to shave my head for the next 11 years. <laughs> right. Because if otherwise I would just look different. Yeah. Uh, and then I go out places and people are like, you have hair? Yeah. <laughs> Where do you get off having hair? Like People literally came up and tried to pull my hair off uh-huh. thinking that I had a wig on. 
I'm like, I you're g- about to get punched in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, not, that's do not the walk pr- up to a man and grab him by the hair. That's yeah. how we knew you. I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, with the sh- with the shaved head. So Totally. I think it actually ruined my career. <laughs> Letting <laughs> my hair grow back. You got cast in a number of things, though, right? I mean, you, 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 I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you get cast, what, what do you usually... You like uh, Blue Blood? We were just talking before he came on. You were on a, an episode of Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods, yeah. yeah. What, what, what do you get cast at? Is Blue it? Bloods? I I was uh, like a, a comedic, an aging comedic alcoholic legend. Okay. Oh, really? And I was like, I think I can pull that. <laughs> <laughs> the legend part, maybe, is going to be tough. But the, I got the rest of it. <laughs> did you get to interact with uh, Tom Selleck or uh, I didn't, Wahlberg no. or? Uh... Uh, yeah, Donnie. Donnie yeah. and I had a bunch of scenes together. He was a super cool, super cool guy, man. I was nervous. Like every time I get an acting role, I like, I put every like I'm like I have to nail this. Right. Mm-hmm. This is my chance. Yeah. If I nail this little part, you know, it's like I'm gonna be in Hollywood next week. <laughs> Spielberg's on like, the phone. Yeah. 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 Totally. And he goes, dude, that's what I did with the Sixth Sense. Because if you remember Donnie Wahlberg in the Sixth Sense, yeah, right? he's not in it a lot, but man, did he crush it. Yeah. He's in the he's first. So and, good. And nobody, nobody knew it was him. Yeah. I mean, like you, you got done with the movie, and like three days later, you found out. You're by like, the way, that was Donnie Wahlberg. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. That was New Kids on the Block. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, yeah, like he was amazing at it, and he said that's what he did. Is he like thought he had to nail that? And I, I'm like, yeah. but dude, you're making, you're not making the point you think you're making because you crushed it and you've had an amazing career. Right? Yeah, yes, so, yeah. So, so it worked. You're making the argument that I do have to nail it. <laughs> yeah, I tend to like, like I'm going to go into the room. I'm going to be in character. Plus, we, it was during COVID, so like, yeah, we were all wearing masks. We, there was no interaction until you're actually on the set. So it's it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, but it was great. Like I had a great time doing it, you know. By the way, I was, love acting. we we found out it was 2015 was the last time we were right. Wow. Man, it's so long. Long time. Actually, when you were on a, co- a couple times and we had liberated the notion of the uh, the cash cab and we had the it was the gash cab. The gash right? cab, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. strippers. <laughs> Are we going to have to play that again? Actually, you guys porn have stars. strippers here this morning. Porn stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Are there any here? No. No, no. I'm sorry. Oh, man. He's, well, let me look at guy all excited. Get a fella all worked up. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of dildos you if you want to smash his dreams. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so, it's, so it's been a number of years, obviously. You're the guy who says the things that oh. no one else will say. I remember. It was actually Flash uh, Cab. We wanted to call it Gas oh, Cab. Right, yeah. And yeah. then we couldn't oh, get away nice. with Gas Cab. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought Gas Cab would be, would be better. But yeah. Yeah, if I got voted oh, down. Yeah. I actually did uh, VO for a Discovery. It was like, we want you to do voiceover for another show. It's called Smash Lab. And what? so, we, like, I did two seasons of voiceover for this okay. show called Smash Lab that was on right after Cash Cab. <laughs> Do you get a lot of VO work because you have a resonant voice? Uh, thank you. I do a fair amount. Yeah. Not a ton. Yeah. I'd love to do more. You know, it's great. It's great work if you can Wait, get it. Wait, did Smash Lab ever see the light of day? Because I did, don't remember yeah. that yeah, at all. Yeah, it was on for two seasons. What was it? What was the concept? It was like... Uh, we're going to go through this intricate setup and then blow things up. <laughs> okay. I like Which that. Which was kind of cool. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. It was well, interesting, though. You, Smash Lab and Cash Cab. Yeah. Did you do a variation of Cash Cab with uh, farmers? Yes. Yeah, it's the thing I've been doing the last couple of years. It's called uh, Money Grab in the Cab. It's, it's a charity thing. Really? So, like, surprise a farmer in their tractor or their combine. <laughs> It was like the crazy. I got an email that said "Cash Cab AG" in the subject line. Oh, agriculture. I'm like agriculture. I'm like, <laughs> watch. I said to my girlfriend, "Watch this will be Cash Cab in a tractor," yeah. and it is. It and was. it is. Uh, I love that concept. Wow. It's fun, man. Yeah, I met a lot of nice people, and it's like a whole different world. And uh, like, so the farmers would play and raise money for the local FFA, which is Future Farmers of America. Sure. Yeah. And so the whole community gets into it, and 
It's it's fun, man. Did they let you take again? Did they let you take a crack at the controls? Because that's something uh, I've always wanted. Not to, only did like, they, like a big combine or something. Yeah. yeah. Not only did they let me. Oh, there's you got some footage there on the screen. Yeah. Um, that's believe it or not, that's one of the smaller tractors that we we're in. Yeah, because they can get gigantic. This one, this woman, she goes, she goes, you're going to drive it back in, and I go, no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> and she just got out. <laughs> she just jumped out while it was moving, and I had to drive the. Th- tractor all the way back in. The thing's That's like insane. 60 feet wide <laughs> with that, the sprayer on the back. Yeah. Like, I almost took out a barn. I'm like, lady, I'm used to, I, I drive a Toyota Sienna, a minivan. You should not have entrusted me to this. This might be a stupid question, but do they have air conditioning in those things? They have everything. Do they? Those, it, those, those things are amazing piece of machine. And so they, are they comfortable on the inside? They are for the driver. Yeah. But right. like I'm sitting in like a little jump seat. <laughs> right. Not super comfortable for you, me. You never see a baby seat in one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Those things are amazing piece of equipment. Yeah. They cost like over a million bucks. Yeah. You, you kidding me? That's, no. That's like a million there's, dollars? And, there's, and it's, there's the woman. She's the one that made me drive. <laughs> you scared me. Uh, wow. No, they have to... Um, they have to maintain them. Obviously, their livelihood comes from maintaining these machines. Sure. And if they break down, they often have to take it apart, trailer it up, drive it several hours to get it fixed, load it back up, drive it back, and then get back out. And then they they could miss the window. Of yeah. Right. Like it's a it's a high pressure world. Well, man. It's, they, it, it's crazy because I was I just drove across the country last week oh, and nice. I was driving across like farmland America, Missouri, Oklahoma, Kansas, and yeah, and the amount of um stores there are that sell those pieces of equipment those giant and then also oh, yeah. like these tractor trailers that are hauling them on i was you know like you don't see that around here but no. over yeah. there it's a different it's not, not in the yeah. strip mall next to the spencers yeah. Yeah, yeah i i have memories okay so as a kid and and we lived out kind of in the country a little bit my dad hated when tractors would drive on the road. Oh, right, because you got to sit behind them, right? He would, and he, my dad was very vocal, and I I'm, kid you not, I remember this as, like, like pre-kindergarten, I remember this a regular thing, my dad rolling down the window, dro- going around a tractor, holding out his middle finger and going, Get off the goddamn road! Oh, my God. Screaming. The, the There's a guy like, just going to get his tractor fixed. This is my life. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I actually have to do this. There's, yeah. If I don't do this, yeah, I, we're not going to eat. Yeah. yeah oh, God. God. Was my grandfather was like that. He would, like, he couldn't stand being made to wait. Yeah. Uh, he, would, yeah. he would go on the other shoulder. <laughs> he worked for GM, right? He was a he was a little bit of a big shot at GM way huh. back in the day. So he got a new Cadillac every year. His name was George Bailey, by the way. Like, George Bailey from like, It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, yeah. born in the same year as wow. the character in the movie. So that movie's a big thing in my family. Uh-huh. But the real real life George Bailey had a crazy temper, which I have inherited and man and learned to control. Right to some degree. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of road rage clips from Cash Cab that nobody ever saw. Uh, really? Oh, oh, I want to see those. It would be a five DVD box set. Because <laughs> you like, seem very even keeled to me. Well, they edit. <laughs> they edit well, dude, you were driving around Manhattan. Yeah, Plus, yeah. I, Cash Cab made me realize that you can't live that way. Like, I'm driving in circles here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm making a game show. I need to learn to just relax. Right. Roll with it. But your, your grandfather would go and drive on the other side of the road and was, on the shoulder? He would, yeah. He was notoriously wow. crazy on the road. He was super impatient. And if there was traffic, 
he would go, if he couldn't get around you, he would go off the road and drive on the grass. Wow. If he couldn't do that on, in a Cadillac? on his side, yeah, in a big old Cadillac, got a new one every year, uh, he would go cut off the traffic, the oncoming traffic, and go the wrong way down that shoulder <laughs> to avoid the traffic. And my grandmother would just be, she was used to it. Oh and she was just like aloof and just cruising along. <laughs> they would drive, they went does. back and forth from Michigan to Arizona. Jeez. Every year for like 35 years or more. Wow. From one house to another. Okay. So, the, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's borderline sociopathic. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One time he actually crashed. He, he went across the highway. He was on. going the wrong way on the far shoulder of the other side <laughs> of the highway <laughs> and crashed into an embankment. Wow. And cops showed up the whole thing, you know. Jeez. So my dad my grandmother said that it actually helped helped fix her lower back problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A good head on wow. collision. Yeah. Yeah. So and he was an upper level level executive at, at he was. GM. Yeah, he was okay. a VP at GM for, wow. for a lot of years. Yeah. Oh my God. What was I, don't, your... I don't have any money. <laughs> I was about to ask. Yeah. What was your car what was your first car? Did you benefit from that? I did. Uh we benefited from that for years. My first car was a Caprice Classic. Oh yeah. <laughs> That we got Boat. super cheap. Yeah. Because my dad worked for GM, too, for a while. I, we've, I originally lived uh, outside of Detroit. So. But those things had a big-ass V8 in them. Yeah. They did. They did. Was, we, we had I love one. that car, man. We, my parents had one and I was when I was like 16, 17, and I would get to drive that car, and you oh, bet your ass I would open that <laughs> It was thing fast. It so, so, like, you could, you could lay down across those seats. Like, <laughs> they used they the were awesome. Crown Vic were cop cars, and, and would, did they use those as cop cars as well? Yeah, they were cop yep. cars yep. or, uh, or cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were huge. Yeah. My so first, here's the thing. My, we got a family discount, right? Yeah. And so my dad, my mom and dad decided they would get a they would get a Caprice Classic with the, <laughs> with the big discount. Right. And then they just bought another one. We needed two cars. So they got another one, right? So then we moved to Jersey. And I never thought it was weird yeah. that we had two matching Caprice Classics. <laughs> one that Same was color? light blue, one okay. that was light green. Okay. We Otherwise identical. Uh-huh. You had a light blue one, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, A four-door? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Okay. The they must have thought you were cool. They, they must have thought you were mafia. They yeah. thought we were strange. Like, yeah. yeah. Years later, a good, my good buddy Seamus, just like two years ago, he goes, "Dude, when you guys moved to town, everybody was like, what's with the family that has two identical right, Caprice classics?'" And I was like, "Oh my god, you're right. I never realized just how weird that is. <laughs> you're so strange. Why, like, why is that weird? What you know? Like, if you like the car, why not get you know? I I almost like, well, when I mean, you have like did you know or... anybody in your town that has yeah. two of the same? <laughs> How often have you ever seen We were that? the only ones. No, yeah. I know. I know. Why well, know somebody who's got two uh, cross treks? Now, okay. do the kids? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a cross yeah, treks. Right. Oh, that's yeah. it's a, that's Subarus. <laughs> yeah. That's true. All yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, it's a, I mean, I didn't think it was weird. My yeah. first car was... Apparently, everyone else did. <laughs> was a death trap. I mean, that's what you... you, yeah. you usually, when I, where I grew up, you'd get a, a real clunker, and that'd be your first car. I didn't, yeah. didn't get top-level treatment like you got. Well, we got... The deal was we got... By the time we got them, they were old. But okay. my sister and I, we each got one. She got the blue one. I got the green one. It's <laughs> wild. Uh, and we paid a buck. I bought it from my dad for a dollar. Let and me... then it was mine. I drove it till it had 366,000 miles Whoa. on it or something. Yeah. I left we... it in a parking lot in the end. <laughs> it you... only went in reverse and low one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then low one went. And I was like, that's it. That's it. Yeah, just, just walked away from it? Just walked away and left it in front of a laundromat in Virginia. 
360 mile, thousand miles yeah. on it. Did you, did you yeah, take back then. fairly good care of it? I mean, at least oh, you yeah. know, oil changes oh, and yeah. everything? We, All right, we good. took real good care of it. Why right. didn't you just torch it? You know, like like you were uh, ditching a, you know, a yeah. torment vehicle. I mean, if you I strangled to do again. every bit of life out of that vehicle. Every bit. Yeah. But my dad was like, I can't believe you. He was mad for like a decade. You could have fixed it. A new transmit. I mean, dad, we set records with that thing. Let it go. Yeah, That's insane. Somebody probably has it that really needed a car and like they they worked on it and you know you you talk about the the, the anger and driving around in, in the city and, and oh yeah uh, you know i mean <laughs> could you could you do that show today i mean with the way you know traffic is and 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 there, there's well, just we, you're always hearing about somebody getting hit in 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 manhattan now by uh, cabs and stuff like that it seems like it's yeah. a lot more uncontrolled and it seems a little bit more of a wild west. The vibe in Manhattan is no, I haven't been in, into Manhattan in a while. I yeah, took, I took a break before I started touring again. Uh, but the last time I was in there, I was like, yeah, things are different. Yeah, it's kind of a mutinous vibe <laughs> on the streets of <laughs> New York. It's a mutiny. It's COVID, like, yeah. there's you know more of the people that are out walking around seem to be homeless people, right, right, than ever before. Huh. And uh, yeah, I was they're just... not listening to a lot of the. Rules, yeah, <laughs> right. There didn't seem to be, you know, after all the protests and all that stuff, there was not a lot of police enforcement going on. Mm. There's like several hundred people that are sleeping in Washington Square Park every night again. Wow, Jeez. Yeah. wow. Yeah. I was. I don't just, know if it is now, but like yeah. a year ago, it was. Okay, okay. I was just there in, in December. I went out there for a concert. I was walking around the city just a little bit, and what it, it, it annoys me because all of the people, all of the tourists, they like to walk down one or two streets. And you're just walking through a crowd of, like, just hundreds, if not thousands of people, and it's annoying. And yeah. and all you have to do is, like, walk three or four streets <laughs> over, and there's nobody there. And there's nobody and there, there's yeah. And there's nobody there. Yeah, I don't think like, it's the lemming route. effect, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We could still... I mean, we did it in 2019. Right. Was the last ones we did, the, the Bravo ones. The last ones aired in 2020. We could do it again. The thing that, that struck me when we were back out there, because we had, like... Uh, well, we had, you know, we did it again for Discovery in 16 and 17. That's right, yeah. And then we did it again in 19. The different things that people were using to get around. Mm. Like, people were going by me on bicycles, and they weren't pedaling. <laughs> <That's> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What happened to bikes? Yeah. <laughs> people on skateboards yeah. with a remote... Yeah, yes. people yeah. riding a wheel like like the BC comic. <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god, yeah. that oh my god I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. and segways and like yeah. oh, just all kinds of crazy vehicles. Yeah, skateboards going like fifty miles an hour. I have a thought about New York, and and um, maybe you can concur with this, Ben. But I always um, think that I want to go to New York, and then I get there, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I really don't like this city very much. And and Philly is has a lot of what um, New York claims to have, like great restaurants and cool museums and stuff like that, mm. uh, but without the annoying uh, New Yorkers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't really say that I think New Yorkers are terribly annoying any more than anywhere else. Okay. Uh, and there's still great restaurants and stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you what was nuts, though. And this is pre-COVID. We're driving around shooting the show, and like a half to two-thirds of the retail spaces were empty. Right. And there's Amazon workers sorting packages on the street. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. they haven't even... <laughs> rented any space to do that in. Right. And they all the retail shops are like gone. Well and they haven't come back, man. I was just like, reading I don't know what they're gonna do. They're gonna have to like you have to sell an experience to, to you know, to be able to afford a retail space in Manhattan at this point. I was just reading an article about that, about about for there's tons of 
space, retail space and office space here, right here in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's that's going unused. Yeah. Same in Manhattan. The difference is, and they and I've read this in a number of different articles. You could, and this article is making case for this in Philadelphia. You could convert them into residential uh, buildings, right. but but it's harder to do that with a building where it's glass floor to ceiling. Yeah, you're going to have to change. Yeah, you're going to fundamentally change the entire building, or have a big open lobby space that's useless. <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. Like, like downstairs, put a, put a couch, <laughs> <laughs> like twenty foot ceilings, and then, you know the whole first floor is just like a one couch and a little desk. The lobby in this building is is sprawling. It and, is huge, and, and true, there's yeah. I hardly ever see anybody in there. There was no one in it when I came through. <laughs> this whole complex to me, by the way, is uh-huh. a little bit weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. I drive down here. I don't know how to pronounce the name of the... Go. Oh, Balakinwood. Balakinwood. Yes. Yeah. How is that wood? I... It's Welsh. It's Welsh. It's Welsh. Yeah. 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 It doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like going back to... Ba- I, always, I thought it was Balasinwood. Most yep, people yep. do. And I, I was yep. like, that is... Uh, it's just such a strange little place, man. It is. Where, where are you originally from? Uh, I was I've kind of been all over. I was born in Bowling Green, Kentucky, ah, home of the Corvette. Yes, yep. My grandfather worked at the uh, that was a Chrysler plant. Okay, before it was the Corvette plant. Okay, and my my other grandfather worked uh, head of security at that Chrysler plant. All right. Uh, for years and years. So how come you didn't end up with a Corvette? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's a crazy, here's a crazy confession. My uncle worked at the at the plant when it was a Corvette plant. Right. Took me on a tour when I was like. 13 or 14 and they let me sit in a corvette at the end of it and i stole the key oh my god <laughs> thinking my young 12 year old brain like one day i'll see this corvette on the street and i'll just get in and drive away <laughs> such an idiot and i just felt so guilty for that's all it did was just made me feel horribly guilty for like 25 years. I mean, you essentially oh stole a car yeah. yes i just forgot to take the good part <laughs> and so but you lived all over uh and yeah bowling green kentucky rochester michigan mm-hmm. then louisville kentucky oh you didn't say that right it's louisville man well yeah, i didn't think you guys would know <laughs> i'm, I'm my, my ivory is in kentucky more like louisville louisville <laughs> louisville yeah uh, and then jersey and then jersey all right and and that's where you are now yeah i live in morristown new jersey oh, oh okay not too far yeah. yeah not moors yeah. yeah so like about an hour and 45 from here Cool, okay. cool, yeah, man. Uh, and so you do get down to uh, to Philly from time to time. By the way, Ben is going to be at uh, Soul Joel's tonight. And then you're, I think you got some gigs coming up in Reading later on in the year. You're yeah, doing, yeah, you're doing Redding, a full tour PA. right now. I got another PA date. I'm doing two dates in PA on May 5th and 6th. Okay. Oh, yeah. A place called Reverb in Reading on the 6th. Can't remember the name of the place on the 5th, but... Huh. Yeah, I'm going to be out and about, man. I got a lot of gigs. You're going to Honolulu. I'm going to Honolulu, man. Oh, wow. I think I'm going to Alaska, too. Honolulu oh, is, it's, they call it the Reading of the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you played? It kind of is, man. I've done it before. Yeah. Have you played all 50 states? I have, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've done all shows right. in all 50 states. Wyoming was the last one to tick. And no kidding. That's yeah. when you do stand up and I and I did stand up years ago I've been to every state in the union and that yeah. by hook or crook you're going to get everywhere. Yeah. And it's and I'm I'm glad for that. I'm glad It's I, cool, man. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Is there any it's, area in particular? Like, oh, right, I've done all of them, man. That's kind of nuts. Is there any area in particular that you like to head to that, you know, besides obviously warm, you know, but is there where the audiences really are are prime for you and what you do? Um I like, I like doing shows in San Francisco a lot. I think that's on my schedule for end of June. 
Uh, I've been going to the Pacific Northwest a ton. Yeah, really? I don't know why, but like Spokane, Seattle, Tacoma. I was just in Everett, Washington, in a town called Enumclaw. (laughs) Enumclaw? Enumclaw, Washington. (laughs) Yeah, that was last weekend. All right, when you when you book Honolulu, tell me you you plan a full week of just hanging out in Hawaii, right? That's that's actually why I'm going to Honolulu. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> right. I played in this uh, celebrity golf thing, and they auctioned off uh, vacation at the Four Seasons Maui. Whoa, oh, nice! I know the manager there. Do you really? I do. Yeah, that's where they shot White Lotus. The first season of White Lotus. Oh, is it really? Yeah, and um, uh, we can talk off air about it, but um, uh, <laughs> the first girl I ever kissed. Uh, her now husband runs that Four Seasons oh, now. Wow. He used to run the Four Seasons here in Philadelphia, and now I'm, that's what his job is. Yeah, I'm just going to complain that I didn't get the room that I booked, <laughs> <laughs> and then for 13 weeks. Yes, I've never and been then, to Hawaii, uh, but that, that's that's on my bucket list. And that is uh, that place. Yeah, Nick, float him a C note to crap in his luggage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are high end joints, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bid on it and I won it. Wow. Four nights, and then we did the we did the event again. And it came up again, and I bid on it again. Wow. So I have eight nights. No way. Yeah. Oh, my That's God. Sensational. Eight nights in Maui. I was like, if I can book a <laughs> the gig in Honolulu is, like, barely going to pay for my flight. <laughs> so but why not? <laughs> but on that- I think I'm going to jump around and do some other. There's apparently a bunch of comedy rooms on other islands. All right. On that bid, that. on, on that, uh, that that stay, did you get a decent deal? Would it have cost you more if you were it to It would have straight? cost me way more. Okay. That's why I was confident in my bidding, because... I knew how much it would cost to book it. Okay. Because I had looked. And, uh, yeah, I got a good deal. Nice. I have, I have a trip to uh, Costa Rica that me and some friends, we were at a charity event, and we put in on it, and uh, and we, we won it. Nice. Um, and then, uh, like, three weeks later, COVID hit, and we haven't taken it up. Oh, we have not followed through on that yet. We still have it. it. We keep checking oh, and make sure they're going to honor it. That's so. the big secret, yeah. though. If you do charity events, yeah. a lot of times, it depends oh, yeah. on how you play it. Mm-hmm. They'll have these packages they're good, you that are like crazy good and uh, you can get them for a song and a dance sometimes. Well, yeah. even if you pay like close to full price or full price, it's a tax write-off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a right? charity. Where, uh, it's a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, the whole thing is a write-off because you bought it through a charity. You know what's right. crazy is I've been to a couple of uh, events where they have people bidding on these prizes. And, and two different times there was an African safari that, I oh, mean, wow. listen, it is an eight to $10,000 trip. People were, it was like a thousand bucks. I mean, so much so wow, that I'm texting awesome. my wife. I'm like, can I bid on this? She's yeah. like, I'm going to Africa. I'm going to Africa. I'm like, are you yeah, then sure? You get, then you get caught in a bidding war, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to this thing in New York once. It was like, uh, I felt like James Bond. Everyone was in tuxes. There was wow. a big poker tournament. And then they had a big silent auction and then a big real auction. And they auctioned off uh, a week on Richard Branson's private island. <gasps> Necker Island. It went for like eight grand. Wow. Oh, and it would have cost 50. Oh. Then they auctioned off uh, a trip into outer space. And this is before it actually happened. Since then, is it, that has actually happened. On the front of a tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In a Tesla on the, on the top of a, of a SpaceX rocket. Oh, wow. No, it was, it was um, Virgin Galactic. Yeah. Okay. But it was before they had done it, right? So wow. people are bidding and bidding and bidding. Do you and remember what that went for? Two hundred and fifty thousand bucks. Whoa! And there were guys bidding, bidding, you know, back and forth. They got to two fifty, and they were both at two fifty. And the guy said, "You can both go." Oh, 
which is a great little auction wow. move that yeah. I've seen a couple yep. times yeah. since then. Made a half million right half there. Half million bucks That's right there. huge. Jesus. Man, I assume man. those people have done it since then. So you got to look for a club in space. Yes. So yeah. I just need to find a gig <laughs> out and out. I, you know what? I have no desire to go to outer space. Oh, really? really? Yeah, there's no air. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. It's true. We need that. Yeah. 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 Usually right. we need that. When you travel somewhere, you want to... <laughs> yeah, you want to step out and... Take it in. Gag. Not the case. And the smells of the local... <sighs> <laughs> well, uh, you're, you're fortunately you're not in space. You're going to be in Pottstown tonight, and that's Pottstown, just lovely. It's yeah. the Honolulu of, uh, of Pennsylvania. <laughs> they do that's have what oxygen, say, right? They yeah. have air, yeah, absolutely. They have pots. In fact, yeah, they um, boast about. it. They got Soul Joel, man. I like yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yep. So He's that's where dude. Ben will be tonight, seven o'clock. And if you want to go, uh, you can get tickets at souljoels.com. Unfortunately, we got to wrap here, bud. But uh, all right, man. Great to see you. Lovely to man. see you. Welcome back to Philadelphia. Thanks, All right, so let's hear for Ben Bailey, guys. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. Noel Gallagher, Shirley Manson, they'll be joining us when we return. Stay there. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I believe we have our guest almost ready. I'm uh, looking at... Uh... The seven four. Well, no, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm just gazing at Connor because he's a good looking fella. He really is, actually. He's um, rather dapper. Yeah, yes. Uh, but no, he's going to give us a signal. But we're going to have our next guest on in just a moment. By the way, um, what did I want to mention before that? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, That's okay because man. our guests are now ready to go. But you know what? I what? do have some good music uh, that is very apropos for uh, what's going on in Philadelphia right now, and okay. our one guest. Oh, okay. You want me to play a little bit of this? Hang on a second here. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's raining right now, so that that fits right in with it. We're professionals. Our uh, next guests are uh, playing. uh, It's a tour that they are both bands are uh, a part of, and they're going to be in Philadelphia. In fact, tickets go on sale for the show at uh, 10 a.m. Today, so a little less than an hour from now, and this show is going to be at the Man, which we of course know summertime is an amazing venue to see. Uh, outdoor shows. Uh, July 14th is when it is taking place, and we are excited to welcome uh, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. We have Noel Gallagher and from Garbage, Shirley Manson. Yeah. Both here. Good, good morning <laughs> to both of you. Thank Hi. you. Wonderful to have you guys on. Listen, we've had um, uh, both Steve and I here on the program and Casey and several others here in the studio of Worked in Philadelphia for a long, long time, so we've had personal encounters with both of you guys before. You're both lovely people. I will start by saying, Noel, it was probably back in, oh, my God, 98, 99, something like that. You came through Philadelphia. I was a young, younger broadcaster at the time <laughs> and was vi- terrified at the fact uh, to to sit down for an interview with you because you had kind of an intimidating uh, air about you, but you turned out to be just the nicest guy, yeah. and I just oh. have always appreciated that. Oh, well, I've changed now. I've actually grown into being a horrible son of a bitch. <laughs> now you're a dick. <laughs> I love it. Hey, you're entitled after all these years, And, and no, I, I oh, want to... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a grumpy old man now. <laughs> I, I also want to say, because we worked at Y100, Jim McGuinn was our boss. I don't know if that name rings a bell, uh, but you did something for us called a, a Sonic Session where you performed in, a, in Sonic Recording Studios for a small audience... And you uh, did a solo version of Wonderwall that I think is way better uh, than the original. It's, 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 it's 
Steady on. <laughs> no, no, it's it, it's it's solid. It, it is a really, really solid version. Actually, Shirley, uh, yeah. you you did one of those as well for uh, yeah. garbage perform for us. So there was, um, you know, it, it's great when you see uh, artists are able to uh, scale down and bring it the way both of you did. I wanted to ask you guys being on a tour together. I know there are different dynamics that ex- exist. Um, were you guys, uh, you know, friends prior to this? Certainly, you operate in the same circles. But was there a friendship, or is it being forged as we speak? Uh, <laughs> okay. You can take this one, no? <laughs> okay, well, we won't mention the children, but um, <laughs> uh, no, we, I, I, I think we, we we met early on in probably at an award ceremony in passing. But I don't I'm, I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever had a night out with Shirley, unless I'm completely mistaken, Shirley. I don't know. That's in our future, no? <laughs> well, indeed. <laughs> Well, indeed, but um, no, of course, uh, when, uh, yeah, of course, I've never slagged garbage off, which is why we're going on tour together, because when something... <laughs> which is a miracle, idea, really, because you've slagged everybody off. Well, I know this is the thing, it's kind of like one of one of one band, that was, when someone was saying, fancy this tour, and I was like, surely I must have slagged garbage off in the night. <laughs> <laughs> Can I actually interject here and tell that uh, this is a true story. Okay. In the 90s, during Britpop... Noel and his brother were one of very few male rock stars to be respectful and cool and funny and kind to me. And go. that goes a long way, and you never forget that, ever. Oh, that, well, that's... And he has always had my undying respect as a result. Like, I love him. There and you I'm go. I'm really thrilled to be going on tour with him. Oh, that's oh, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's very true, though. It's, I'm not just saying that to be sort of, you know, coy. I, it's really true. Like, Britpop was kind of, uh, had a sort of nasty sort of misogynistic edge to it that the Galker brothers never possessed. That's great to hear that. Look at the, yeah. see, and dispelling, um, you know, these uh, these uh, impressions. But I, I would just think also there's a dynamic, um, you know, that, that um, well, obviously you have the mutual respect. We've heard of tours where the, 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 the different acts are not getting along and so on and so forth. It always seems to me, how could you possibly go out on tour and do that if it's not a something you enjoy and something i mean are, are there are there do you points where you you plan on bringing each other out on stage or is it pretty much one act performs and <laughs> any anything like that any crossover i don't know let's start with let's start with the dinner first <laughs> <laughs> it's getting very romantic i wanted to ask this is getting right weird <laughs> i wanted to ask you Noel, about the uh the album uh council skies here your a recent album and you you worked um with you had a little bit of a collaboration with Johnny Marr, um, uh, yeah. which is very cool, and some other. I think Robert Smith did a, a, a yeah. remix. Um, is I'm it? The Pet Shop Boys. Oh, okay, yeah, and the Pet Shop Boys. Is it mm-hmm. cool for you to an art for as an artist to see other people take a swing at um, your music, or is it kind of a nail biter? Well, jo- Johnny, I've known for over thirty years. I've known Johnny since before I was in Oasis. So, um, uh, well, the, the cool thing about being in the music business and what you do is you can, you're only like one degree of separation away from someone like Robert Smith. If I'd never met and I just had an idea one night, what if we asked Robert Smith to do a remix and then before you know it, you're on the phone to him mm. and turns out he's a lovely guy. I mean, I've been a fan of The Cure all my life and then he's a, he's a lovely guy and he loved the track and same with the Pet Shop Boys. I've loved the Pet Shop Boys since I was, you know, into Top of the Pops and um, that's that's really cool when you can just, you know, Phone these people up, and they're aware of what you do. And I'm always amazed that people uh, that people like what I do. I've got to say, but um, 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. No, it is cool. That the, the Cure, the they they did an all mixed up album where they did their own songs, and and I I will conti- uh, yes, yes, some of those versions of the the remixes I think are better than the fantastic original version. So there's a certainly an an art. Uh, uh, to that, um, as and we're looking through, all, you know, the history of, of of you know both of you, and considering you know with uh, with the, your current band, the High Flying Birds, been around for a while. Do you have a do you have a fan base that is? I would assume at this no point, a, a, a cultivated fan base that is nothing but this band. Correct. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Would I be confident enough to put that to the test? Of, yeah. And, and wasn't doing any Oasis tunes. I don't know whether I would be. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, th- I just think that when people come to see me live, I'm not that mental enough to think that they wouldn't they they, they wouldn't want to hear half the world away and don't look back in anger and mm. blah blah blah. Whatever, okay. Little by little. So I'm not that much of an egomaniac. But um, but I, I I like playing all those old songs anyway. I mean, I only get to do it once every three or four or five years, so it's kind of it's, it's special for me. It's not like I dine out on the fact that I was in Oasis for all that time. But okay. I, um, know, I, I, I tend not to overthink those kind of things. Uh, don't look back in anger. Uh, you know, it's funny because I, I have a 17-year-old daughter, and I had her and a friend in, in my car actually just like a, like a month ago, and I played them a version, a live version of that where I believe it was at Wembley. Because I was telling them, like, I'm like, it's kind of weird. It's almost like a, an, a like a British anthem. You know, you, you play it in a stadium and you'll have uh, 80 to 100,000 people singing that back to you. What I don't know. if Can you describe what that feels like when you have tens of thousands of people singing that back to you in, in an anthem-like fashion? It's terrifying. <laughs> How so? <laughs> Well, because you're kind of, you're on a huge, you're being outsang by 80,000 people. <laughs> and uh, particularly if they start getting the words wrong. <laughs> but, uh, or they don't know the second verse. This is the great thing with all Oasis songs. Nobody knows any second verse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, let, let me ask. No, it, it's, it, it's an amazing privilege that that song in particular has, has, has lived as long as it, as long as it has. It, honestly, I couldn't even put it into words. Surely, I have to ask you because I've been noticing, and, and you know, we uh, uh, Kate Bush had a um, you know a resurgence mm. with her, uh, but yeah, uh, running right up that hill, hill. and uh, strangely, but I, I've been hearing garbage songs pop up a lot lately. Uh, there seems to be sort of a a, a a little bit of a rediscovery. They're being applied in, in different shows and stuff like that. Um, is uh, is that um, cool to you? Or, uh, you know, is, it's got to be wild to see this sort of, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a rebirth, but a reappreciation of some of your uh, your earlier music. Well, it's all, always nice to be reappreciated. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's never... It's never... Uh, disappointing. It's always really great, especially when it's a new generation that is sort of being exposed uh, to you. So, yeah, of course, it's fabulous. Uh, and Shirley, I have to ask that you you had about your uh, your hip surgery. You had that uh, recently, and uh, how has that healed up? And how do you feel after all of that? I don't know. I didn't heal as fast as I hoped I would. Everybody kept telling me, "Oh, you'll be walking like literally the next again day," and I, it took me about a month to get <laughs> up on my feet. Which sort of shocked me a little, and it was good for my ego. It's sort of a reminder. Oh, you are human. Yeah. You need to chill out. You're not godlike status. No, I'm not. You did something. Not even close. You did something that is, I'm a huge James Bond fan. You did a James Bond song, obviously, for The World Is Not Enough. And you played The Sound of uh, 007 in concert. I think it was at the Royal Albert Hall. 
Uh, are you, in fact, a, a, a full James Bond fan yourself? And if so, who's your favorite Bond? Well, I'm Scottish, so of mm. course I'm a Bond fan. You know, it's, we basically see it as our franchise. You know, yeah. and of course, and it has to be Sean Connery. There we go. 100%. Well done. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you everybody. <laughs> uh, well, listen, we know you guys, uh, your time is short, uh, but we appreciate it this morning. And just reminding people, tickets go on sale for this uh, this bill with, uh, with Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds and Garbage. Uh, and, and Metric, is that, that's another good band. They're going to be yeah. at uh, yeah. uh, The Man on uh, July 14th. Love that band. It's a cool bill. They're um, a great band. Uh, Ticketmaster.com to get the tickets. So, guys, thank you so much. And we will see you this summer in Philadelphia, okay? All right, thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Noel Gallagher and yeah. Shirley Manson, guys, on the program this morning. Nice. Excellent. She's great. I, I used to, man, did I crush on Shirley Manson. I know you she did. had that look. I, and and I, 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 the Scottish accent, I think, personal woman is the sexiest That's accent. Really? And for some go. reason, I, yep, I've always loved that. So I'm, you know, and it doesn't go into detail on their IMDb's, but it says that Shirley Manson was a writer on Captain Marvel. Which I'm um, like, how? Hmm. Uh, and then uh, Noel Gallagher was also a writer in a couple of episodes of uh, Ted Lasso. No you way! Know, he is our, a our... massive um, football fan, soccer fan, oh, and, yeah. and I think um, he's a Manchester Man- United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Hey, is it? Did I just read that uh, Manchester United is up for sale? Or uh, you guys want to go in? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, three way, five way, five way, five six way. You know, case, I think when when they get writing credit, it's because one of their songs shows. Is that what it is? Shows up, yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? And, and Captain Marvel was all '90s music. It, yeah. it was all women, women female yeah. '90s music. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there's probably Oasis music in Ted Lasso. Yeah, okay. I'm sure there is. Yeah, in fact, I know they've. Uh, I remember them singing Wonderwall. Yeah, uh, yeah, like the whole team together. So they have to give them writing credits in the IMDb credits, you know, and, okay. and the credits for the uh, the shows themselves. And, and in fact, uh, <laughs> damn it, I wish I would have thought of this in the first episode of Ted Lasso when she's going to fire the current yeah. coach. She comes in, she's telling them all the things that's wrong yes. with them, you know, your casual misogyny, and she goes, and also the fact that your testicles fall out of your shorts all the time. <laughs> and then she goes, in fact, there's one now. And there's the other. She goes, hmm, Liam and Gallagher. Or, <laughs> she goes, Noel and Liam. Not exactly an oasis, though. <laughs> so actually, <laughs> testicle called out on that. All right, well, listen, uh, today is Friday. Yeah. And I think I need to put my hat on. Oh, really? Yeah. It's kind of sore time. It's time for the Friday edition of the Connoisseur. I always get hungry during the Connoisseur. I do too. We haven't done this in a while, Brad. Oh, you know what? Thank you. Your freaking bell. Yeah. Freaking bell. Freaking bell. Uh, I do have the chef's hat, but it. Well, hey. Yeah, go ahead. We, you know what? It's a crappy day. We need all the pomp and pageantry that we can scare up. I think it fits over my headphones. <laughs> I don't remember. We need a soup. We need a chef's hat for the fattest headed chef around. Hey. It has an elastic band on the back of it, Preston. How stupid does this look, Kathy? Uh, no, it's, it's okay. okay. It's going over your headphones. Right. It's fine. It's actually, it's pushing my headphones in closer to my ear, so Ooh, everything sounds way to do it. richer and louder. All right, so uh, first order this morning, uh, and you want to see Kathy's attention perk up? Yes. National Margarita I, Day. Wait, uh, I just said that to Nick. 
Nick, did you send it to him? <laughs> no. Oh. We're great minds thinking alike. It's I Wednesday, said, right? Uh, it's told, next Wednesday. Yes. I told Nick in hopes that he'd find a Mexican restaurant to bring margaritas in on Wednesday uh, so we can have a meet and eat. Well, uh, Philadelphia and suburban restaurants and bars are going to celebrate the region's love of margs on National Margarita Day next Wednesday uh, from uh, classic to flavored on the rocks to frozen from salt rims to sugar and everything in between. Area restaurants are going to roll out specials and features all day with everything from $5 margaritas, uh, flights, food features, and pitcher specials as well. That's our skate date night, so I hope that they serve margaritas. Uh, That would be nice. And by the way, oh my God, I haven't even done those giveaways yet. Yeah, we have the skate date (laughs) rescheduled next Wednesday. I'll do that in a minute. All right. So stand by. We're going to do some giveaways with that. By the way, Kathy, given given your choice, what type of margarita uh, do you appreciate? Or how do you like your margarita served? Do you like it... Rocks or frozen, uh, salt, sugar. What, what do you What do you prefer? So I like it on the rocks, um, and I like more of like uh, a either like a homemade um, simple syrup or just agave. Like so, more of a of what they call a skinny margarita. Okay. Um, and I like a I like good tequila in it. I don't like their house tequila or something like that. Like I'll actually upgrade and kind of get an, a better tequila in it. But I like it on the rocks. Um, I don't like sugar. I mean, okay. I'm sorry, I don't like salt. Oh, you don't like salt? No. If, if it's like a salt, pepper, or like uh, salt, sugar mix, sometimes they do. I'll Sweet do that. Like, and savory? Like if they do like a fancy uh, uh-huh. rim, I'll try that out. But I'm not straight salt. It's too much for me. So I don't think I've had anything outside of just salt before. Yeah, they, there's like a couple of places that'll do like, um, maybe if they do like a blood orange margarita or, you know, right. they, they kind of do different types, they'll they'll do a different rim. You ever okay. try uh, tahini? It's um, it's an interesting spice. I know what you're talking about. And uh, I've had it in a few different margaritas. It's um, on the rim. Yeah, and it's it's kind of salty, but it's 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 like this interesting Mexican spice. But it it huh. can complement a mar- margarita really well. Okay. Well, here's some uh, here's some uh, here's a list of of some margarita joints uh, if you want, uh, Kath. So uh, some places that are going to be participating in this. Uh, Al Pastor, uh, which is in Exton, uh, and Yeho Philly in Northern Liberties. Bajmir. Then you have a number of Garces restaurants. Uh, uh, Buena Onda, he has several uh-huh. of them. The one at the Art Museum, Rittenhouse, and Radnor. Uh, Cantina dos Segundos in Northern Liberties. Cavanaugh's uh, Head House on South Street. Uh, El Camino Real in Northern Liberties. Uh, Grace and Proper Italian Market. Las Cazuelas, BYOB in Northern Liberties, and Tio Flores at uh, Graduate Hospital. So is the uh, is there a, a mocktail version of your... Sure. Virgin yeah, Mark? Yeah. Are they yeah. worth a day? Mock? Yeah. yeah. You could, uh, you could definitely... Yeah. You could definitely get a, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, just don't a put the... Margarita. Yeah, you just don't put the alcohol in no it. You could, yeah, you'd be yeah. fine. We're kind of friends with Garces, right? He'll probably come in on Wednesday if we ask him to. <laughs> the margarita I make at home is, and a friend of mine taught me this recipe, or what I prefer to have in it is obviously a good tequila, um, some Cointreau, and a little bit of Grand Marnier. Uh, and obviously, margarita mix. That's funny. I don't like Grand Marnier. And anytime uh, it's used in a margarita, it throws me off. And I finally realized that's what it was okay. about it. I didn't like I, whatever the, the that taste is just not. It's just not. It's for not me. appealing to you. Yeah, yeah. you guys yeah. can't go drinking together then. I, well, yeah. we, sure, we could. We could do different. Yeah, we could do different <laughs> margaritas. So I make. Um, a friend of mine taught me how to make my own simple syrup, and so um, I'll do that, and I'll make it myself, and then I'll squeeze the lemons and. Oh, that's the other thing. It has to be fresh squeezed uh, lemons or limes. Uh, simple syrup is just equal parts water and sugar. Right, and yeah. then but I, so I meant the whole. 
whole margarita. I'll squeeze the, uh, it's half lemon, half lime, add that. Uh, sometimes we add um, a little triple bit. Triple sec? Uh, not triple sec. Uh, what did you say before? The uh, Oh, uh, Cointreau. Yeah, sometimes we'll add a little bit of Cointreau, but that makes it a little too sweet for me. So Why are you okay. wasting your time trying to learn how to cook it? It's clear you're a bartender. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Steve, seriously. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that's look, look next at the, Look at the passion she's putting into this. Uh, that is next Wednesday. In order up. All right. I didn't sort through these. Sorry. Uh, let's see here. Get your sorting hat. I, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <They didn't even laughs> All right. How about this? A study conducted. I, I take this hat off. Yeah. <laughs> there. It sounds weird. It's pushing too hard on my headphones. It probably gives you a headache. So a study conducted by the University of Chicago Medicine found that a cup. A cup? Yeah, yeah a cup. Uh, wait. Hang on. Wrong button. Okay. Yeah, a cup. Thank you. A cup of hot noodles is a big cause of injuries for children. A big cup of hot noodles is a cause of injuries for children? Yeah, a cup of hot noodles. Between 2010 and 2020, cups of instant noodles were responsible for one-third of children's burn injuries caused by hot liquids. Wow. Uh, according to a uh, doctor behind the study, said our hope is to develop the groundwork for future burn prevention programming. Mm-hmm. Essentially, all childhood burns are in some way preventable. They say that 51% of the people that died during World War One died from ramen. Wow. wow. So, yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Uh, my kids love these things, uh, the cup of noodles. <laughs> The, uh, like, they, and now that's all, like, spicy, uh, the spicy noodles. I don't know, Nick, if you're, uh, if Ben is in that same wheelhouse. I don't think so. Spicy noodle? I like a spicy noodle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, it it is just ramen. It's not that expensive. I love ramen. Yeah. But they, now. That's one of my main reasons for wanting to go to Japan. But I'll tell you, oh, yeah, me too. But I, uh. You can get it around here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But they have. You can do other stuff in Japan. They have ramen all over the place. I get little sub ramen things (laughs) and every other restaurant has a specialty flavor. Probably delicious. (laughs) One of the dumbest and worst burns I ever got was in college when I had a hot pot and I was cooking my ramen noodles in the hot pot and I accidentally tripped over it. And I was wearing socks, and the boiling water went all over my foot. But the problem was, my sock had soaked it all up. My sock. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. And then, essentially, just Stay spread there. the burn. All, and, and the burn never went away. It, it just continued it it to burn. It held it in. Oh, my God. It, you, were, <laughs> so you were the subject of Ramen Feet, which was a touchstone <laughs> film. Wow. Yeah. That Ramen sucks. Feet. <laughs> So, so you stepped in it. I stepped, stepped in, in, it. in a puddle of, of yeah. scalding hot water with your sock on. The ramen has killed all the nerves in your feet. How quickly did you rip that sock off? It took me a second to yeah. realize what was happening. So yeah. probably a good five seconds or oh so. Oh my god! Maybe even more. Oh no! But I was like, ow, 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 ow! Robin Why said. is this not going away? <laughs> <laughs> It's a very inspiring story. Yeah. It is. It is. And look, he turned your life around. It was a happy ending. Yeah. Uh, by the way, From the producers of Mask, Ramen Feet. So the study reviewed 790 cases of children admitting to the burn center, admitted to Chicago's burn center, and attributed 31 percent of those uh, cases to instant noodles. Um, and being unsupervised posed an additional risk. So adults. Should always remove noodles from the microwave and keep them out of reach until the water has cooled. Eating at uh, the table also helps. 
So be careful with the microwave uh, noodles. Yes. Not only is are my kids super into these cup of noodles, but Kathy, uh, Avery now, she'll take the ramen, the pack of ramen, not right. the cup of noodles. And she, like, makes her own, like, so it usually comes with that bouillon. Yeah. She does away with the bouillon and, like, does her own thing. And I think it's all from, like, TikTok stuff that she's learning oh, on, yeah, on, yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. Because now, like, uh, what's that? Well, she uh, just eats it dry? No, 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 no. She boils it and everything. Flavors but then she, it she, herself. No, she gets it rid of the bouillon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, she, she doesn't use I thought you were going to say she found a way to use that as spices for other things. No, but... Uh, I will. I refuse to throw those bullions away. So now I have like all these bullions. <laughs> what are you gonna do with them? I don't know. I don't know. But I have like seventeen packets of chicken bullion. Follow, follow me downstairs. <laughs> all right. Open that door. Look at all the bullions. I've been saving them, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. Well, you can. How I'm many sure. years worth of bullions in here? Maybe TikTok has something for you to do with them. They might. Um, they just might. Uh, Chris has a comment about ramen. Hey, uh, Chris, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, not only is next Wednesday Margarita Day, did you know next week is National Diarrhea Awareness Week? Oh! oh. National Diarrhea Coincidence? Awareness yeah. Week. Okay. It's yeah, also yeah, Fat yeah, Tuesday. Runs run, run till Friday. Oh. Oh. That's it. That's it. I'll give you one of those. All right. Uh, but right, you um, you had something about uh, ramen, legit. I do. Now, this is also what K2 is kind of saying. This is a recipe I got off of, like, TikTok or Instagram. But ramen noodle lasagna. Huh. Ramen noodle lasagna. Okay. Let me ask you, do you take it and do, does it stay in that square shape when you're cooking it? You take, so the ramen is actually, you have to, like, split it in half. Okay. And then you then you put a layer down there in your lasagna pan. We put some sauce first, obviously. Then you put a layer down. Then you put uh, your ricotta on top of it. Then your mozzarella. And then you put uh, then another layer of sauce. And you just repeat that. Like I said, I got oh, okay. it on TikTok, and it is and. It goes in hard and comes out soft. All right, so yeah, yeah the, so, that can be said of anyone. The uh, uh, so so the the pasta sauce is going to be absorbed by the uh, uh, the ramen, and, and, and that that'll give it its. I'll it's girth. We'll like, stick with some penis references. Uh, yeah, here. we're looking at it. Yeah, we're looking at the preparation. It, yeah, it's it does. Very, look, it does che- look pretty good. Very Chichi esque. Uh, yes, uh, I agree. Uh, no, you know what? That would be worth trying. I think that would definitely thanks for be the suggestion, time. man. All right, That's thank cool. you. Appreciate yeah. it, bud. Thanks, maybe, Chris. Uh, maybe toss some bouillon in there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if you got extra. Find a little <laughs> use for your bouillon. Bouillon as far as the eye can see. All right, next order. <laughs> All right, a survey of 2,000 American adults suggests that the average person knows 15 recipes by heart. (laughs) I knew you were going to laugh at that. I knew. (laughs) Does toast count? And uh, eats 10 home-cooked meals weekly. (laughs) Uh, 56% learn about... Do you know one recipe with 15 words? Yeah, seriously. Uh, 56% learn about uh, new food trends uh, through social media, and 62% of millennials agree that the... it says the camera eats first. Oh, so... Uh, uh, oh, you take a picture oh. first before you eat, maybe? Uh, Is that what that yeah, means? probably. So, I don't it's know. kind of stupid if you ask um, me. Yeah, you know what? Though? One of the hardest parts about uh, uh, cooking, or, or one of the, uh, let me change that. One of the most impressive things, I think, about people who have uh, especially made cooking their life 
is the ability to remember recipes, to actually just know them, know the measurements, or at least enough to, to put it together or they have uh, enough at any given time. To, to riff a recipe, to, yes. to just kind of open up a refrigerator and go, okay, we'll do this and do this. Yeah. Uh, that I do not, I'm not even remotely close to that. I know a couple of things, but, you know, um, there's not 15, a, certainly. There was a really cool thing. I sent it to Marissa the other day. I think I sent it to Casey as well. Oh, it yeah, was yeah, yeah. Uh, from BuzzFeed, and they have, they have these great lists on BuzzFeed, and one was... Uh, 21 different uh, cooking charts uh, that you should have in your kitchen. And some were um, like measurement charts, you know, like how right. many how many uh, teaspoons are in a tablespoon, how many tablespoons I mean, are in yeah. a cup and blah, 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 and so on. And that's fine. And that information you can look up any given time with your phone right there. Um, but there was a really cool, a couple of really cool charts. One of them were the basic spice ingredients for various cuisines. So... Let's say you just want to have an Italian flavor, right. whatever you're making, whether it be a pasta or a meat or whatever it may be. And if as long as you have the ingredients of oregano, thyme, and garlic powder, that is enough to get by on creating an Italian. Interesting. Taste. This is the this is it Eight right here. Easy spice combos. Yeah, it it also has wow. for Vietnamese food or um, uh, 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 Indian food or a Mexican food or stews and and uh, and chilies and stuff like that. It's this really cool chart, and I'm going to I'm going to laminate that and have that in my wear it around your neck in my kitchen. And then, Steve, it's at that point that you can play around with the amounts on your own right. of each one of these, and then kind of create your own uh, your own version of whatever uh, cuisine you're trying can to make. Can you make a meal just out of the spices? No. Oh, okay. You need something to go with that, <laughs> okay. I believe. Because it looks tasty, what I'm looking at right now. But there's, yeah, Mediterranean. You're a big fan of, of Indian now, right? You're into Indian cuisine. Yeah, yeah. We, there, there's this place in Harleysville called Curry Leaf, and uh, their food is phenomenal. And I knew nothing, not one, the name of one single dish of uh, of Indian food. And now we love this place. Uh, so, but but anyhow, um, we'll see if we can post this because it's really re- it's a really cool. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. Little, little chart to have, especially for people who just want to have some fun cooking and and just uh, play around a little bit. Uh, but anyhow, uh, according to this, uh, back to this uh, that uh, this uh, survey about people knowing at least fifteen recipe or the average person knows fifteen recipes <laughs> by heart. Yeah. Uh, the question it says, uh, do you appreciate fresh or fast? And thirty four percent. Uh, said they are a healthy chef. 30% of the people said, uh, described themselves as a speedy cook. 21% of Southeast responders referred to slow cooking, while 42% of Northeast respondents want their meals done quickly. Uh, so we all have... That'd you be know, me. Different, you like it yeah, done quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like I was t- talking to Robert Irvine yesterday, we've been doing this sous vide right. uh, form of cooking. You have to be patient. Because it takes an hour, two hours, stuff like that sometimes. Uh, but the result is fantastic. Right, so. right. All right, let's see what else we got here. A food scientist at Rutgers has created a 3D printed low-fat chocolate. Okay. All right, the concoction can also come in any shape you choose, from hearts to bears. This option was created by using a uh, fatty cocoa butter substitute... Uh, his team is also working on low sugar and sugar free options. Uh, side effects include leprosy. Correct. Yes, exactly. Uh, so this, by is, the way, it's sh- all three D rendered. That's what it says here. Uh, right. Soon you may be able to print your own chocolates from home. 
Uh, 3D food printing technology enables the development of customized edible products with tailored taste, shape, and texture, as well as optimal nutrition, according to the professor. Uh, Valentine's Day was this earlier this weekend. I got this picture sent to me a bunch of times where this person was trying to make heart-shaped cookies. <laughs> and they just look like ball sacks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did see that. It's so good. Um, by the way, like sugar-free candies and stuff like no, that. No, it's no, just, no. If you're going to do no. it, effing do it. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Does it, does it even taste? So Not really. Some of them can taste. Some of them can taste close to it. Like sugar-free ice cream. Is, is, what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. By the way, going back to cookies for a second, and the charts that I had mentioned from BuzzFeed. Yeah, uh, they have. There's a chocolate chip cookie portion of that, Steve. Oh, and it's how you would like uh, the 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 essentials on what you need to do to make them either standard. Chewy or crunchy, mm-hmm. and it all depends on uh, the amount of flour, the amount of fat, and the amount of sugar that you use. In oh. each, and they have ratios of those. I'm okay. a soft batch kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Me too, bro. Yeah, forever, man. <laughs> soft cookies forever, bro. Glad you guys bonded you guys, over that. Wow, you can be part of the club too. Absolutely, I can. Yeah, no, I like crunchy. Well, uh, then you're out of the club. All right, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm going to start my own club. Yeah. You were in and out. Crunchy fast. Cookie Club. Sounds better than Chewy Cookie Club. I don't think so. I do. You already have the shirt. You're not, in my, you're not allowed to be in my club. Well, then. I don't want to be in your club. Get the hell out of my you club. You want to rumble? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, yellow? <laughs> Remember that uh, was it Chips Ahoy had the uh, Chewy ones that they were marketing for a stretch? They still yeah. do. They do. They really? Good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care for those uh, because I, if I'm going to get a, a cookie out of a package like that, I want it to, to be crunchy. You can be in the club. All right, cool. But if I'm going to get, like, those sounded, taste, uh, sound and taste, a little artificial to me. I want my cookies to sound a specific way. But I, lo- I love the idea of the Wawa chewy ones. Yeah. I do love the chewy Well, that's, listen, I'm fine with a classic Chips Ahoy. Maybe I want to be I'm not a barbarian. Clubs. I want to hang out with all you guys. Um, we should have one big club. We are you the do, world. You do the everybody cookie club. All right. Oh. I'll do the crunchy all cookie right. and they can have We are the cookie. I'll have cookie one club. meeting where you guys can all come. Yeah. And okay. then you guys can have separate meetings for your own clubs. I think yeah. Nick is working both clubs. Yeah, I am. Do you prefer the, uh, was it Keebler or Toll House? Was the, no, not Toll House. But they had Soft Batch. Yeah. All right. That was one brand. And then Chips Ahoy had their soft cookies. Yeah. Soft Batch is good. Uh, do they make those anymore? Yes, they do. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? That will be the cookie at our next meeting. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you read back the notes yes. of the meeting. At each meeting, you have a different soft cookie <laughs> different brand. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, soft batch. Yeah, I don't think I like those either. Oh, I rem- yes, Keebler I do remember those. Yeah, he's in the club. Yeah. I'm in. I'm Kathy's in the club. In? Nice. Yep. Does anybody want to be in my club? <laughs> Nick, Nick does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come to your meetings, too. Okay. And you come to mine. Guys, All right. just sitting in a room alone. You guys we probably have to sit on the other side of the room from Casey and Steve, though. Yeah. Oh, we're not in the same room. They want to rumble. No. All right. We're at the four seats. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, well, I'll be the Rittenhouse, uh-huh. which is the other four-star. Ours has a pool at the top. Yeah. <laughs> Ours has... Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I'm moving on. <laughs> Casey, this is for you. An Yay. employee leak has revealed that McDonald's will soon drop the new chicken sandwiches dubbed the Bacon Ranch McCrispy Sandwich. Oh, is this their competitor? Uh, is this their competitor? To like the Popeye's chicken sandwich? They already have. Like, so this they, is the, this yeah. is the, no, they already had that a while. This is the McCrispy Bacon Ranch. Oh. Uh, and the Bacon Ranch Deluxe McCrispy as well. Deluxe usually means lettuce and tomato, right? Yeah. 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 Deluxe. <laughs> oh, my you know, God. You know, oh, my God. Did you, you see that? Lettuce and tomatoes? <laughs> Thank you, Getty. 
both, we got Rockefeller over here. Both. <laughs> I'll have the deluxe, please. Out of the deluxe, I can't find one tomato slice. Yeah. Uh, both feature all-white meat chicken, bacon, and ranch on a buttered potato roll. Potato. And the deluxe, oh, the deluxe contains shredded lettuce and Roma tomatoes. Oh, all right. Okay. I'm not a fan of shredded lettuce. No? Uh, oh, know, I love shredded lettuce. Well, the bed. reason being is because it's, it. it's generally <laughs> on sandwiches or think, something that I'm going to eat in the car, <laughs> and shredded lettuce makes a mess. Oh. That's what I don't like about it. It doesn't taste bad. It tastes the same as regular lettuce. You're going to need two separate lettuce clubs, too. I know. Seriously. <laughs> well, uh, there's a lot of different lettuce clubs. You have Romaine Club and then yeah. Iceberg Club. Bib. Yeah, yeah Bib Iceberg lettuce. lettuce to me has... Boston. It's hard water. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all it is. I have a question for the no- uh, Are we a noticer? No. No, no, no. no, no. no. We're in the uh, lettuce. No, 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 no. A, a burger question. It's the lettuce. <laughs> the lettuce. <laughs> the lettuce. <laughs> uh, Admittedly, a specific topic. May I make a burger observation? Ah, yes, you may. Okay. I went to Shake Shack the other night before oh. the um, screening of Ant Man and the Wasp, and they have a burger that was introduced to me by my son. It's the bacon avocado deluxe burger with lettuce and tomato. Okay. It was. Out of this world, delicious. Okay. Have you had it? I've not. It's and you're a Shake Shack fan, right? Yeah, and I'm. Or so I'm, you say. I kind of stick with the, the the straight ahead. I don't like to. Normally I don't like to too. muck it up too much. Yeah. You know. You I'm don't like to get nuts. I'm normally in the straight ahead camp too, uh, but I tried this one and it was uh, fan freaking fantastic. Nick, I believe I, you. I just had a conversation last night okay. with Jace because Jace loves Shake Shack. He thinks it's like fine dining. He <laughs> thinks it's the greatest thing he's ever had. He's right. And he was like. I think I want to try a bacon burger. And he saw that one on the menu, and he's like, I don't know. Do I do the avocado? What should I What should I do? We didn't get it yet. This was just a conversation. So next time we go, right. that's what he wants to try yeah. next. Okay. So I'll let ben you know. recommends. Nick approved. <laughs> yes. Okay. Very, so very good. When, when you have the, the talk with him, it's about Shake Shack. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, listen, pal. Come like, here. Can we talk? It's fast food. You remember when I had to take a dump at the loading docks over here? <laughs> yeah. That was a result of Shake Shack. Remember that? Yeah. Shake Shack wow. caused that demon? Shake Shack caused that. Glad yeah. that. Have you, have you eaten there more than that time? The loading uh, that, dock? That was actually the last time. Because the of the time. whole outside. Mm-hmm. It probably, crashing. it was, there it was something going on with your system. There was something, I, I, you can't blame Which, you know, listen, can I ask? They'd be out of business if <laughs> yeah. they were there. Can could. I ask you a question as well? Because not only are you the connoisseur, but you're also the noticer and the yes. JSI guy and all that. So you, you, you're a wealth of knowledge. When that happens. When you have you, diarrhea? You tend to blame the food that you just ate, even right. though it's impossible for that food to make its way Work through your body. Quick. In that yeah. amount of time, right? So what is the actual cause? It could be a multitude of things. Yeah. 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 So, okay. so, so, but we all do it. It took forever for me to go back and have lo mein. Right. And I was a big lo mein fan, but it took Almost 15, 16 years. Right. Because I had a food poisoning event with lo mein. And people mm. blame tequila because that's the last thing they drank before they get right. sick all over the place. <laughs> Meanwhile, right. they, all the, the 15 or 16 drinks they had before that shot of tequila, <laughs> they get away scot-free, right? Yeah. You're not going to blame the Natty Light. You're going to blame the tequila. The soft right? batch keeblers. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, maybe I will go back to Shake Shack. I think it's more yeah. mental than anything. Oh, oh, you're, oh you're back. <laughs> By the way, here's a uh, here's a result from a search. Uh, the Mayo Clinic digestion. How long does it take? Says after you eat, it takes about six to eight hours for food to pass through your stomach and small intestine. Uh, food then enters large intestine for further digestion and so on and so forth. So, uh, all right. So the, it takes you through most of the trip. How long before it hits the poop hole? <laughs> That's a good question. 
Um, but sometimes you're when when you do eat though, when you when you when you uh, take into your stomach. It will then act, as I've talked to Dr. Mike about this, it will activate uh, the rest of your digestive system and make some room. Yes. Like, that will cause you to have a bowel movement uh-huh. if you've eaten, so... Uh, it, it turns it, it on. It, yeah, but now, that doesn't mean that... What, not, how, how long before you visited the loading dock had you had your burger? 15 minutes, 20 yeah, minutes? Yeah, that's impossible. No, yes. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, there was already something brewing. <laughs> brewing in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, I recommend you go back to Shake Shack. What? Nothing. Okay. It's, it's just going to head us it, off in a whole other direction. There's only so far you can go. Uh, there's a present in the toilet down the hall. Oh, my God. Uh, and the toilet won't flush. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ew, is it your present? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more thing. All right. We don't have a whole lot of time. Here. All right. I'll make this quick. A survey of 2,000 U.S. adults aimed to see if there was any correlation between personality and a sweet tooth. Overall, 37% of people said they had a bigger sweet tooth now than when they were kids. Uh, when only identifying extroverts were considered, that number jumped to 49% or nearly, nearly half. 71% of introverts said their parents always or often let them eat desserts. And introverts are more likely than extroverts to order dessert when they eat out. So uh, introverts are more likely to be uh, to have a sweet tooth. That's I think that's what this says. Uh, How does this correlate to penis size? I don't know. Optimists preferred sweet treats over sour and were more likely to favor cake. All right. Fifty-eight percent of all respondents say that they uh, always or often share their desserts. Uh, cake, no. cookies, pie, and donuts made the list for people's favorite sweet treats. So yeah, it seems like uh, introverts are more a sweet tooth than extroverts, according to this. Would you say you have a sweet tooth? Very much so. Okay. And I've been, the past almost three weeks now, I have curbed it completely. I've had zero yeah. sweet treats. I'm trying to lose some weight before summertime comes along. Right. And and, uh, and I'm doing well at it, but I've, I've switched over to, uh, you know, like grapes and strawberries and, and right. natural things, fruits, uh, rather than um, eating ice cream, which I'm a fanatic for, <laughs> or cakes or anything like that. But yeah, I've been, I've, I've definitely have a big time sweet tooth. I have my demons, you know, chocolate yeah. chip cookies, soft batch. I'm in a specific club with those cookies. <laughs> Preston, do you ever freeze grapes? Yeah, they're great. That's like a good. Yeah, yeah that's they fit in your... better. Yeah. Well, like trick no. your trick your system thinking you're you're getting a, a treat. You know what? I need blueberries to do. are very good when you freeze them. Most definitely yes. can do the same thing. Yes, too, so. ice cream as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the best kind. Yeah. Like a cold. Yeah, when it's frozen. Do you micro? Well, my caps. These random questions here. Do you, uh, do you heat up your ice cream a little bit before you have it? Never. I microwave no. it for about thirty seconds. Thirty four. No, seconds. I learned uh, our friend uh, Mike Strange over at Bassett's taught me to. Temper my ice cream. You just have to let it sit out. You got to be patient. I use. Yeah, let it sit out for like right like ten minutes, and then it's perfect. I right. use uh, a like a stone ice cream scooper, and so you just heat that up. Like you put that under hot water, okay. dry it off, and use that. It yeah. works perfect. I don't too. All right. If you can't wait to I get into wait. it, and you have to dig All in right, right away. All right, time's up, gang. Thank All you for right. stopping by the restaurant. We appreciate it. We'll do it again another time. And uh, usually on Fridays when we whip out the connoisseur. All right, we're going to break and come back in a second. We still have a really cool Word of the Week prize uh, to give away. And, um, yeah, oh, you know what? Here's what What? we need to do. I said I was going to do this. We have the Preston and Steve skate date with rentals. And we are going to be, it is next Wednesday. Yes. It's going to be at the Delco River Rink at Harrah's. 
A Philadelphia casino. I didn't know they had that. Yeah, so we will be there from 5 to 7. Doors open at 4 and skating uh, to start uh, skating early. I'm going to try to get there early because I love to skate. And I will take uh, callers. I will take the next five callers right now, and we'll give you a four pack of admission only tickets. This is with rentals. All right, that's amazing. And you can text the word skate to three nine three 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 for the link to enter to win that way. And you can either bring your own skates, or you can rent them on site and receive a special offer for free admission to come back in February. It's from Flight on Ice. All right, that's the the group that's hosting this. And you can visit, visit flightonice.com to purchase tickets. And for rink information. So we want to do this next Wednesday. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. MMR rocks. Dave Matthews Band. Wild would you say? Friday and Saturday, July 21st and 22nd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Tickets on sale today at 10 a.m. But you can beat the box office with MMR. Pierre's got tickets for the Saturday DMB show. And Preston and Steve's Word of the Week prize? A pair of seats for night one and pit tickets for night two. Details at WMMR.com. Dave Matthews Band and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. By the way, I, didn't, I was so frustrated. I didn't back sell the song that we played before. So it was Dave Matthews Band. Yes. Uh, Madman's Eyes is the name of the song. And yes, indeed, we do have a uh, Dave Matthews Band Word of the Week prize, which could uh, get you to two of the shows uh, coming to town this summer, which, by the way, those tickets went on sale seven minutes ago. Oh. Uh, so get on it if you have, if you have not ordered those yet and you definitely want to go. Uh, before we do the Bizarre File, real quick, a butt plug. Uh, Kathy sent this to me. This is from, uh, Sean Lonegren. And, uh, there is an event coming up. It's uh, John Trainer and Mike Moser are doing this for the third year. Uh, they're running four miles every four hours until they reach 48 miles. Uh, starting on March 3rd. And all the donations go toward the Landon Vargas Foundation and help support children and families fighting cancer, a cancer diagnosis, uh, to bring them some smiles. Uh, so do we have that information posted? Yes, it's up on the community page of the website, and uh, you can get all that information right there. Yeah, and that organization uh, is in memory of Landon, who passed away a few years ago, um, and uh, it was uh, he was a great kid. He was adorable, um, and the family is a really great family. So that's what that foundation uh, supports. Oh, and it's called the Landon Forever Nine, so he was yeah. nine years old. No, he was nine. Oh, oh yeah. man, oh, man. All right, well, we're happy to pass that along. And any, if you do want to help out in your community, uh, our community page at uh, WMMR.com is loaded with uh, great events like this and events that you can go to and attend yes. and be a part of. And uh, usually there's a party and some booze involved, <laughs> you'll end prizes up, and stuff. You'll spend a lot less oh, yeah. than you normally would. Yeah, most definitely. All right, Bizarre File Stories. Here we go. Come on, man. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, I have a few stories to share with you. I'm just trying to get through this. I just, I just want to live. All right, a man attempting to steal a catalytic converter from a parked SUV in Southern California was run over and killed. Ah. When the vehicle's sleeping driver awakened and started to drive away. They were trying to steal from this guy. They didn't know somebody was in the car. Dude woke up and just took off. The death occurred in a retail parking lot. Arriving deputies found a Ford excursion partially blocked uh, out of a parking stall. A man lying on the ground and a smaller vehicle in the next parking stall. The excursion driver was asleep when the smaller vehicle pulled up. And one of the Ford people inside got out and began sawing 
the catalytic converter of the Ford. Jeez. Uh, the victim woke up from the sound, turned the car on, put the vehicle in reverse, and felt a bump like she ran something over. Uh, she stopped immediately, leaving the suspect on the ground after running over him and called 911 to get medical help. So the guy was pronounced dead at the hospital. Yeah, there's no the, way you're going to survive yeah, that. The other three people in the smaller vehicle were detained and uh, no names were released. 20, a 24-year-old woman, this is wild video footage, um, was able to fight off an attacker who chased her around a gym at an apartment complex in Tampa last month. This footage is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nishali Alma said, as soon as he was approaching me, I pushed him. I said, bro, what the F are you doing? It occurred at a gym at an apartment complex and was caught on security camera. Uh, she told deputies that she was exercising alone when a man identified as Xavier Thomas Jones arrived at the gym. Uh, she said she felt uh, comfortable letting him into the facility because she had seen him there before. Uh, the man can be seen approaching Alma and grabbing her waist. She said, next thing you know, I get up from doing my workout and I grab my phone. He just approaches me. Not a single word was exchanged. She told him to go away, tried to leave the gym, but he started chasing her around the facility and was able to grab her and pin her to the floor. She was eventually able to fight the guy off, run out of the gym, and called 911. She, she didn't she, hesitate. She, she never stopped. No, no. She, uh, you can see that he, he grabs her and she just starts punching him punching. in the face, like repeatedly. Boom, 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 boom. And that's the thing. You have to just, you have to keep struggling, fighting, and all that. And she eventually, she just wore him out. The guy yes. got too tired. Couldn't st- yeah, couldn't keep at it. it. He gets her down to the floor, but she keeps wailing on him. Uh, she said, when it was happening, I actually had no fear. I'm a bodybuilder, and I'm actually pretty strong. So in my mind, it was he was kind of equal to me. Uh, deputy said Thomas Jones fled, but investigators were able to track him down and arrest him. 24 hours later, he faces charge of sexual battery, false imprisonment, and kidnapping. Said I would tell every woman... Always to keep fighting, never give up. As long as you fight back and show them that you're strong and you're not giving up, I believe it is possible to escape. Mm. Uh, it's better to reach out to law enforcement sooner than later. The sooner they have the information, the sooner they can catch that person. Like, during the the entire time, like, he's struggling with her, she's on her phone she's as ho- well as fighting yeah. him off. Yeah. She's wow. holding him. Yeah. He's, he's kind of on top of her, but she's got him in a hold yeah. that she's able to open her phone and call 911. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. And she was. She said she was tearing out clumps of his hey. beard. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. And so Jackson uh, has uh, Mainline United, his uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym, and they have specific classes for women and children. Yes. Very much so. All right. A 40-year-old Middlesex County man faces several charges after police say he caused multiple road rage crashes on New Jersey roads over a three-month span. Uh, Mark A. Laurie is charged with three counts of endangering the welfare of others, one count of criminal mischief, intentionally causing crashes between himself and others. Uh, so Was he attempted to make lefts? Most of the crashes took place on Route 1 in South Brunswick. Uh, and his deal was he would get in front of people and brake check them. Oh, man. And apparently he Hate did that. this over and over. He became upset with another driver on Route 1 on November 3rd, eventually cut off the victim's vehicle, slammed on his brakes, which caused the victim to impact the rear of his vehicle. So, like, he didn't even care that people were slamming into the back of him. Right. Because apparently that happened a few times. And uh, eventually they were able to determine that it was him. Uh, and they got this dick off of the road, thank goodness. So, But he was doing it over and over. Uh, Let's see. A man who wanted an early morning snack after a night of drinking has been banned from driving. Liam Smith 
uh, in England uh, was spotted on his stepmom's three-wheel e-scooter <laughs> with a woman on the back at 4 a.m. He was then seen staggering into McDonald's, and police officers called out uh, called out to another incident. Uh, they breathalyzed him and found that he was three times over the limit. I just wanted to purchase a McRib. And he was he was <laughs> so he was drunk driving on a scooter, like a mobility scooter. Uh, I'm and borrowing this, Bobby. His pursuit for a McMuffin has left him with a two-year driving ban and some uh, about eight hundred dollars in fees. The prosecutor said while they're uh, while there, police observed Smith driving the three-wheel bike towards them at high speed. A female passenger was on the back. Neither were wearing a helmet, and it came to a sudden stop. Born to be mild. The <laughs> uh, the court heard Smith, who hopes to train as a soldier, had taken his mom's step mobility e-scooter. After getting hungry following a night of heavy drinking, uh, it wasn't an e-scooter often driven by people of his age, but the stepmother mobility aid bike uh, had said he had had permission to drive it. So and he wants to join the military, but a, yes, he does. The e-scooter division, I guess so, and uh, the drunk e-scooter division. <laughs> All right, and then we'll do one more story, and we will wrap it up. Yeah, let's end with this one. Uh, so more is known about the possible reasons behind a wild demolition derby in Orange County parking lot. Uh, eyewitness video shows a woman in an SUV recklessly smashing into multiple cars parked at a business complex. She also tried to run over several bystanders oh, who man. Were trying to protect their own vehicles. Authorities now allege the woman identified as 33-year-old Aria Alexandria Martin was under the influence of drugs. Witnesses said that Martin was arrested. Uh, after she was arrested, uh, she was brought back to the parking lot so she could be identified, and she was laughing. Video shows an SUV hitting multiple cars in the parking lot, smashing into one, then reversing, driving into another, and repeating that pattern, like, over and over. So she's doing this on purpose. Yes, yeah. Like, ramming into cars, backing up, and going at it again. On one occasion, a man tried to stand in front of her to protect his own car, but she nearly ran him over. You're watching the footage now. On another, a woman who was standing near her own parked vehicle also had to run for cover. Yikes. Uh, She's having a gay old time. Yes. Simon Wong says he nearly avoided being run over. He said, yes, definitely aiming for me. She floored her car, and she literally missed me by an inch. After she fled the scene, sheriff's deputies chased after her and took her into custody following a half-hour standoff. Uh, she was booked for driving under the influence of drugs and assault with a deadly weapon as well. They said she's a member of the Hard uh, Chocolate Chip Cookie Club. The Crunchy yeah. Cookie yeah. Club, yeah. yeah. That's how we Somebody roll. goes out to, like, watch, though, like another person. Uh-huh. And, um, like, they, they almost get hit, but they're just... I'm like, what are you doing out there? Get get back on the sidewalk yeah. or get back inside. Yeah, get inside if you can. I mean, she's just standing there to watch. And that is the last story in the Bizarre File for you. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get the lesson question trash music news stuff to give away we'll be right back love mmr buy some gear check out the rock shop at wmmr.com now back with more of the preston and steve show podcast don't forget monday i believe this is monday the bruce springsteen chances to win uh tickets yes. to uh the bruce shows this summer um, and, yeah, so you, you need to listen for the Daily Bruce Springsteen Grand Slam uh, featuring a Bruce song at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. Keep track of all four song titles and then be the correct caller at 8 a.m. the next morning uh, for your chance uh, to win. Um, and so you can get the details, WMMR.com. There's also a cheat sheet 
If you need that information and another chance to win there, too. We're looking out for you. Yep. Uh, tickets go on sale Tuesday the 28th. So all this before uh, tickets go on sale altogether. All right. We're going to give some other things away now, though. We have a lesson question and the prize today. Four pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Fishing Show. Come to the Expo Center at Oaks this weekend. Uh, Nick is going to ask the question. What do we have today, Nick? What does Gene Simmons like? Gene Simmons like to drink after a long, tough day in the studio. All right, two one five, two six three WMMR. What does Gene Simmons like to drink after a tough day in the studio? Correct. All right, if you happen to know that answer, please call now. We would love to give you some goodies, and we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Five Hour Energy. Remember college? Five Hour Energy got you through. The energized feeling you relied on back then still works today. Rediscover Five Hour Energy. It'll get you through again. Visit fivehourenergy.com. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, as you said earlier, Ryan Seacrest announcing yesterday that he's leaving live with Kelly and Ryan sometime in May. Seacrest says he will continue to host American Idol and, quote, help discover the forgotten stars of tomorrow. <laughs> Lil TJ. Gifted fellow rapper Ice Spice with a $150,000 Richard Milley bracelet for Valentine's Day, but insists they're just friends. Said little TJ, quote, anyone who knows me is not listening to the Preston and Steve show. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> U-star Penn Badgley says it was his relationship with ex-Blake Lively that helped him avoid getting hooked on drugs and alcohol. Badgley says he needed to be in complete control of his faculties if he was going to, quote, take on that five-star cooch. No. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All right, we need an answer to the lesson question for today after a long day in the studio. Uh, what does Gene Simmons like to drink? And we will go to Mike to see if he knows the answer. Hey, Mike, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Mike, so what does Gene like to throw back at the end of a hard day? Would it be chicken juice? Chicken juice. <laughs> That's right. Hi, right. Mike. All right, Mike, hang on. Got a four-pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Fishing Show. It's coming to the Expo Center in uh, Oaks this weekend, uh, 17th through the 19th to be specific, and you can get the best deals on your fishing needs, boats, RVs, and more. And you can check out the 5,000-gallon aquarium full of local freshwater game fish and stop by the Trout Fishing Pond. <laughs> On site, tickets and info at phillyfishingshow.com. Now, Preston and Steve. Music you on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. Yeah. I can handle things. I'm smart. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm having issues today. I'm, 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 I'm fading the, the wrong channels up and down. I'm hitting the wrong Good buttons. Boy. We're almost done. No You're sad, bro. No, no sad, 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 bro. No, no sad, bro. No, 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 no. sad, bro. Music News brought to you by uh, Cherry Roofing and Siding. You can get 0% financing and free estimate when you book at cherryroofingandsiding.com. Since 1975, they've been providing service with a cherry on top. All right, I have just a couple of stories here for you. Red Hot Chili Peppers have tied Foo Fighters for the most uh, top tens in the history of Billboard's alternative airplay chart. Uh, as the song The Drummer rises to number 10 uh, for the ranking dated February 18th. Uh, that song becomes the band's 28th top 10. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, according to Billboard, 
Red Hot Chili Peppers previously held the record alone, but the Foo Fighters tied it uh, at 25 in uh, 2020 and surpassed it in 2021. I, you know what's so funny, man, is I never, when, uh, when I first found out who the Red Hot Chili Peppers were, it was probably around, oh man, 1993 or something, okay. like 92. Or, we first became aware of them? Yeah, and, and it was, it was well, maybe it was even before then, but, but it, was, it was before the album Mother's Milk came out. And I was like, oh my God, this, oh, this is unbelievable. I love this music. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. But never, ever in my wildest dreams... <laughs> Did I think that people, everybody else would find we'll tie into it awesome too? I thought for sure they were just too weird and quirky. Seriously, War Child. Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Back off, War Child. <laughs> seriously. All right. Uh, but look at them now. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff you thought was too fringe, yeah. and they're a mainstream rock band. Yep. Uh, Case, we're going to need to have this audio ready to oh, go. Oh, I got you, boo. If you don't mind. Uh, coming soon is the new documentary titled Daytime Revolution, which focuses on the legendary week of programs. John Lennon and Yoko Ono co-hosted The Mike Douglas Show in 1972. And I watched it. Well, listen to this. Yeah. So we'll see if you agree with this. So the... Variety reported the 108-minute documentary, which has just wrapped production, uses guests, including Ralph Nader, to tell the -the behind-the-scenes story of the unprecedented week. While Ono and Sean Lennon did not participate on camera, uh, the duo approved and creatively consulted on the project. No release date has been announced for the film. So, directed by Eric Nelson, he said of the new documentary, he said, It's become a cliché. That Woodstock was the defining moment of the counterculture. When I watch these broadcasts in their entirety, I realize that in reality, this week in 1972, when John Lennon and Yoko Ono essentially hijacked the airwaves and presented the best minds and dreams of their generation to the widest possible mass audience of what was then called Middle America, was as far as the counterculture world would ever get. Uh, he said that not just the music, but a precedent blueprint for the future we now live in. So he's saying that this clash right. of cultures at that time was was a, a lot bigger than people might realize. Well, my, so I used to watch that show every day after school, and and uh, and Mike Douglas was very. I remember him being very cordial and excited that they were there. Yeah. Uh, Yoko did some kooky stuff. John did some kooky stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. I, and John Lennon actually had some fun sort of highlighting the quirkiness. There was a thing where uh, Yoko took like a teacup and I'm breaking it up into pieces and giving it to each one. And she explained something and, and Lennon was basically like, okay then. Yeah. Like, like, all right. right. But they were having fun with each other too. Uh, the couple was able to showcase the counterculture to an approximate 40 million homes each day. Wow. Introducing the masses to the benefits of a uh, microbiotic diet. Uh, the cutting-edge comedy of George Carlin, uh, the music of Chuck Berry, Black Panther chairman Bobby Seale, and political activist Ralph Nader as so he, well. So they invited them as guests. And he plays with Chuck Berry on the show. Yes, he yeah, does. Yeah, and Yoko did. sings. Right. He farted in my face. Oh, Jesus Christ. Not now. Uh, Not in front of him. Can we do Exploding Yoko? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, w- I would love to do that. Who handles that? I'll that... do the explosion. Who handles that? All right. Let me know when you're ready. Let me get everything in place here. Where's my favorite explosion? And we're going... There we go. Yep, good to go. All right, here we go. 
Oh, no. There's Yoko in my hair. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a sequence where they're playing with Chuck Berry, and they, they launch into this song, and then all of a sudden Yoko yeah. uh, grabs a mic and <laughs> literally starts doing that, and you can see Chuck's face. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is that bitch doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it control your woman. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll fart in the mouth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Will that help? I know you like that. And Mike talks. We got to go to break now. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, fart in the mouth. Anyhow, that is uh, that's all I have in music news for you this morning. All right, Casey, give me something to give away. Uh, we. Oh wow. Okay, Sarah Silverman is going to be at the Met. On May 4th, uh, and I have tickets to give away. They go on sale. They just went on sale. Well, She's going to be playing on Star Wars Day? Go yeah. on sale today. Um, all right, so what is May 4th in relation to Ann Gorski again? It's not her actual not, birthday, but is it her birthday observed? I think we celebrate yeah. uh, May, the, May Gorski with you. <laughs> May, May the Gorski, Gorski be with, with you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so anyhow, if you would like to see uh, Sarah Silverman May 4th at the Met, I will take callers uh, 10 and 11 and give you those tickets. Nice. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now, and we'll see if you can win those. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second in our Word of the Week prize. We will give that away. What word will it be? Pierre's going to let us know. (laughs) Get in. We'll be right back. 3 WMMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band for two huge outdoor shows, August 16th and August 18th at Citizens Bank Park. And MMR lets you beat the box office each weekday with free tickets. Starting Monday, listen for the Daily Springsteen Grand Slam. Big Bruce hits played at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m. At 8 p.m. If you know all four song titles and are the correct number caller the next morning, Preston and Steve, you'll win two free tickets for Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Hit up the contest page at WMMR.com for the VIP cheat sheets and an additional chance to win. Tickets on sale Tuesday the 28th at 10 a.m. via Phillies.com slash Springsteen. Springsteen's Grand Slam with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, we've had a lot of fun today for Friday morning. We have. Listen, the weather's sort of inclement, but it is, of course, no sad bro. No sad bro. Exactly. And that's a good thing. Uh, the weather, by the way, the, the rain should be stopping shortly, and it's going to be cloudy. It's going to turn breezy, too. And cooler as the day goes on, temperatures are going to drop. So you've already gotten to the warmest part of the day. Um, tomorrow we're looking at uh, sunshine and cooler, high 46. Sunday, 55 degrees and cloudy. Uh, Monday, like 60 degrees. Yeah. Clouds and sun, not bad. And that's uh, a holiday. Uh, we'll be off that day, by the way. Uh, and then Tuesday, uh, 57 and mostly cloudy. Uh, expected. So I would like to thank um, comedian Ben Bailey for stopping yes. by this morning. Uh, former host of uh, Cash Cab. And he's going to be at Soul Joel's tonight, 7 o'clock. Tickets available through souljoels.com. Uh, and then we had both Noel Gallagher and Shirley Manson. Yes. Hey. Uh, Shirley Manson of Gallagher. Uh, Noel has his band, the High Flying Birds, and. They are co-headlining at The Man on July 14th, and tickets just went on sale at 10 a.m. And, and yes, uh, even though Noel has his uh, his band, High Flying Birds, he had said, he goes, he'd be out of my, he goes, essentially, he'd be out of my freaking mind. Yeah, didn't play any to Oasis. that people wouldn't want to hear Oasis while I'm there. And so, yeah, he's going to play a song from Oasis, of course. And uh, Metric. 
Yeah, and Metric yeah. Is, is on the uh, uh, the bill, too, which is really cool. They have a song called uh, Breathing Underwater. It's a great song. I remember that. Yeah, I yeah. like it a lot, yeah. Nice. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. And good day. Nice to see you, man. And to see you is nice. No sad bro? No sad bro. Love it. I got the. I have Oliver with me again today. Oh, uh, really? He's a doll. The other day. <laughs> yes. You didn't learn your lesson. I'll stop it, Oliver's. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's out in the car. I, I just got. <laughs> oh wow! I gotta I gotta go. Um, give him a little walk before he comes in. How long you? Yeah, have I don't, I don't know what the, what the story did. He put oh. the dog piss in the studio mm, or what? Yeah, well, no, he no. just took had, a dump. No, 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 nothing like that. Nothing like that. <laughs> he he spilled my coffee. Oh, okay. All right. The brown coffee. Everywhere. Brown coffee. Brown everywhere. coffee. Yeah, but it wasn't the solid kind of coffee. It was, <laughs> it was very liquidy. Why do, you, coffee. why do you effing have to tell the truth all the time? <laughs> Don't you know radio funny. is about lying and BSing and making up stories? So they say, there's a saying that says never get... But let you the, people always have to tell the truth. <laughs> never let the every truth get away. Every bodily function must be told... <laughs> of a good story. Every, every conceivable excrement thing has to be expressed in full detail. But in this case, the truth was the good story, so... <laughs> He's a, he's a good boy. He's, he's a, a good boy. Adorable dog. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's listening. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> Once I come on, believe me, I'm well aware that no, no one listens. That's not what um, I meant. Um, but, um, yes, uh, I, he's he's here with me again today. He's an 85-pound golden retriever. Oh. He's a year and a half. He's still got a lot of puppy in him. And, um, uh I'm watching him through the weekend, so it's it's pretty it's, it's wild. There's something wonderful with uh, when dogs have their special stuffed toys right. that they they just you got to go everywhere with. Right. It's just <laughs> so, it's so uh, delightful to see that. Nice. All right, company in the studio today. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll have company. Here. All right, um, I'm curious as to how this is going to go. You ready for the letter of the day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right, here we go. Right. Preston and Steve on ninety WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. R as in Reno, Nevada. All right. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. We'll take call number three. All right. Uh, and let's see if you know what the word is. Hang on a second. I don't know what that word is. Yeah, I don't either. It's- All right. So what? If you, yeah, it doesn't matter. If you have the, the word, whatever it is, uh, then you win the prize. 215 I'll give you that. All right. Uh, WMMR, third caller. Uh, you get to uh, you get to take a stab at this. Uh, while we're waiting for that call to come in, what's up on the show today? Uh, more home and garden show tickets for you gardeners out there. Also, uh, we'll do a block of Dave Matthews, as you mentioned. He just went on sale. Uh, and we will have one more pair of tickets. Um, and we're about to give the grand prize away, which is cool. But I have Saturday tickets. Uh, also, uh, we have uh, Billy Joe Armstrong's birthday, so a block of Green Day. And Bush is in the vicinity tonight. They're at the casino down in uh, uh, Atlantic City. They're at Oceans along with Candlebox. So we'll do a workforce block of them. Over in the casino. They're Love in the casino. We're going to the casino. All right, let's okay, go. Okay, hon. Caller three, see if we can get a word here. I got Kevin on the line. Hey, Kev, good morning. Yes, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. That was impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, what is our word? Cunar. Spell it, please, if you would. C-U-N-A-R. It is a sequel to Conan the Bobarian. (laughs) Cunar the Bobarian. I'm a Bobarian. That is correct. 
actually, actually, Nick, pull this up. It is an actual word, and the it it is a Venetian word, and it means it means Pierre to rock. Really? Oh. Yes, it does. Cunard? As in a cradle. Yes, it means to rock. Isn't that wild that well, you chose did it. that? So I I. Uh, wasn't on the crossover on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and uh, take, credit, I was, take credit for it. Yeah, you did the, oh, this is all on purpose. No, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> so I'm going to tell the truth. Now. What do you think? Oh, He's a Bobarian over here. <laughs> it's that all the truth. Kunar the Bobarian. <laughs> the Bobarian. He's a Bobarian. Oh, they can't get Arnold to do it, but they've got Joe Schmidt to do it. Yeah. Right. And he's going to be Kunar the Bobarian. <laughs> All right, and Kevin. Kevin. Anyway, Kevin. it was going to be Cupid, C U P I D. Valentine's Day. Someone went with an N instead of a P, uh-huh. and then that made a challenge for me, but I'm going to Kunar today. <laughs> uh, Kevin, we have got Dave Matthews Band double shot prize for you a pair of reserve seats for Friday, July 21st, and a pair of pit tickets for Saturday. July 22nd, yeah. my man. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. Give us that noise. Kevin, give it to us one more time, that sound. Yes, that's what that There you go. Well done. All right, Kevin. Hang on. Uh, the tickets just went on sale about 45 minutes ago, and you can get tickets for those shows at uh, Ticketmaster. So <laughs> go get them now. All right, I would like to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, and Trinity Rehab. With locations all over and now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Uh, next week, we've got some things going on. Our buddy Todd Glass is going to be on the show. Uh, Gina Gershon How about that? will be joining. Uh, the lovely Katie Sackoff will be joining oh, us, too. Amazing. Uh, Jeff Devlin, our good buddy, and Jay Chender Skehar. 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 Uh, we'll be on the program. He's a boobarian. Uh, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Do not. Nooch. On 93.3 WMMR. Bing, dang. Do-do-be-do. Do-da-da-do-dip-a-do-dip-a-do-dip-a-do-dip-a-do-dip-a-do-dip-a-do-dip-a-do-dip-a-do-dip-a-do-dip-